0: Entire production supervised by Big One. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Every once in a while, you come across greatness. And greatness, for this podcast, we can make a Mount Rushmore of the greatness that we've encountered. Bear, Serenity, Jet Lee's the One... And now, in the Thomas Jefferson spot, Future Kick.
2: <laughs> one of the best things I've ever seen in my life, coming in at a cool, cool 72 minutes.
0: <laughs> they really don't make them like they used to. Uh, Alex, is this one that you found? I'm pretty sure it is, right? It absolutely is. This was one
3: where I was just scrolling through Prime, I saw that poster, I'm like, is that is that
0: him? I clicked on it. I saw the words Don the drip" and hit play. So. <laughs> I thought you were just looking for Chris Penn movies. I mean, as one is apropos to do. But. It's
2: quite serendipitous, actually. Yeah. <laughs> things just work themselves out.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Parker, do we have any news? Did anything interesting happen?
2: Uh, you know, in the world of law enforcement, a lot of things have happened this week. The most important of which is our good friend Eat That Pussy 445 <laughs> getting getting baited a third time into meeting up with what he thinks is a minor. So good job all Eagles fans. This represents you.
0: That, that interview, um,
2: that video, you guys saw that video, right? Where that guy asked sure him, so you
0: knew that she was 13 years old. Yes. And uh, you wanted to meet up with a 13 year old to have sexual intercourse. That is correct. He's just going for it, man. He's just
2: completely shameless. This is, it's happened two other times and he still went for it. Jesus you know, Christ. I mean, I know a lifetime of being an Eagles fan taught him just to like take an L and then get up and try again, but god damn.
0: I don't know what's wrong with this guy, man. Well, the pedophilia, mostly. Uh, but like, You know, I feel like if they would have just listened to us and fired Howie, then this wouldn't have happened. Exactly. Right, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, Parker, that uh, emoji that you always post of his head, I, it's always, like, so big and everything. But in that video, you realize just how small his head is compared to the rest of his body? He's fucking planetary, dude. When,
2: God, when he is full frame, its you have to film it with respect to Zack Snyder in a 4-3. Like, my dude is IMAX-sized.
0: Like, I get it, some people have trouble getting jobs and stuff like that, and you shouldn't make fun of him, but no wonder he couldn't work at Walmart. <laughs> imagine this guy walking? In video down. of him
2: just, like, fist-pumping and leaving Walmart because he quit. <laughs> Someone I haven't kept up with in years, and be like, oh, wow, why is he trending? Oh, beans. This seems bad. Huh, all these posts say, again, afterwards. That's that weird. That seems bad. Well,
3: they say you should never meet your heroes. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> I'll just... I just choose to remember him, much like Chris Benoit. I won't remember him for the, you know, heinous things he did. I'll remember him for getting super mad that Vince Young couldn't beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> his shit <laughs> like, That that is I'll, his version I'll, of the flying headbutt. I'll never forget him just throwing something. You hearing a voice in the other room just going, Man, fuck high blood pressure <laughs> Just knowing <laughs> that this is a weekly occurrence in his life. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck him, forever and ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuck that guy. You spend a blast three days imagining Chris play.
2: Hansen and say, "Eat that pussy, fo fo five. Really done a lot for him. <laughs>
3: uh You know, uh, you know, Chris Hansen's on cameo. He can make that happen. Oh
0: my god. He could. Oh shit. He would too. Dude. No. We should get them both on the same would. episode. That'd be you know, a little meeting of the minds.
2: <laughs> He's also on cameo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we call a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> our first... You guys can get you know, I got no, in a bunch of here. bumpers for our show. I got him to introduce all of our segments. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is a jerk so weak. My first... Year. <laughs> Look, he's a bad person, but also... If I could pay for a clip of him saying Walter is a moron, it'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least you could do some good in the world, right? <laughs> no worry, I'll donate to charity or something. I won't. It's fine. Uh, yeah, there's other news, but you know, that's what's really important in my life. Yeah. How um, do we feel about another Mad Max movie that's a prequel for questionable reasons? And also. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, Who cares that I'm Charlie 3rd is back? Like, it's fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna
0: go see it because it looks cool, and yeah. I can trust George Miller at this point. And Alex, I kinda wanna jump off something you said offline about, I don't care about lore, I just hope that it's going to look good, because George Miller is usually pretty good at those things. I don't need there's, Mad Max lore.
3: There's never, like, a franchise of movies that I've cared less about the lore in. Like, that's a real show-don't-tell franchise. Mm-hmm.
0: As for I, as for the title, I trust him to
2: not make it. If literally anyone else had made this movie, I would be actively dreading it.
0: Well, you could just not but watch like, it. So.
2: It'll probably be great. I, you and I both know. <laughs> <that it's laughs> just get to physically that. impossible. Uh, yeah. But like, if anyone else made it, it would be an actual capital P prequel. But like, right, we're gonna find out how she got to this role. Like, nope. Um, yeah. I did. I gotta admit I don't know that we necessarily needed a prequel
0: but it's an interesting character so uh, you can kind of do like little you know short stories within that universe and see what you do with it I don't know it has potential speaking of things that are going to come out at some point I think back in February Netflix announced that there was going to be an adaptation of the Redwall series and uh, I remember those books when I was like a little kid I thought they were pretty good I don't know if you guys ever read them but uh I have to admit, I'm tentatively interested, but I really hope that they hand-draw the thing, you know, make it in 2D, because if it looks like that realistic 3D stuff, I think I kind of (laughs) want to avoid that, you know? Especially because they're like mice-wielding swords, and they're going to stab each other. Buddy, I
3: have some bad news about Netflix for you, then. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's a good point.
2: You think they're going to take a lot of care into crafting a beautiful hand-drawn story?
0: Well, you know, there was Klaus... Sure, man. uh, Hey, man. Hold on. Take your word for it. If you want to talk about uh, our Jerks of the Week, we can get into that. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. I'll go first. My Jerk of the Week is whoever the fuck keeps putting the Cruella Deville trailer in front of every single movie I see in the theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's worse than COVID. That is so much worse than COVID.
2: I've still not seen that trailer. Don't send it to me.
0: (laughs) I haven't seen the Space Jam trailer, which is Mexican standoff. We're not gonna like throw that button yet.
2: This is a mutually assured destruction. If I've ever exactly
0: this says the draft is in a little
3: over a week. I don't want to talk about
0: uh, it. uh, We'll we'll talk about that at the end. Right. Yeah. Good. He has a plan. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) This has never bit us in the ass. (coughs) Yum. Yum.
2: Yum. Uh, would you like me to go? Yeah, any. any. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, my jerk slash jerks of the week is everyone who told Zack Snyder he could not call Batman v Superman Son of Son and Night of Night. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> right before we started, I was like, I should actually check this article and make sure this is real, and it is. <laughs> He wanted a more poetic title He is so fucking cool He's the greatest filmmaker to ever exist (laughs) Those are my two discoveries of 2021 Don the Dragon Wilson And becoming just a huge Snyder fan (laughs) I will support anything he does What a good year for you His brain is too powerful for us to even comprehend Son of sun in Night of Night. <laughs> I read that shit in the break room and like, had to physically restrain myself, because if I show someone that, what what's the next step? I, I don't have friends as it is. I can't be doing this at work. <laughs> Cowards. Every single one of them. Alex, Jerk of the Week. Alex, who's your jerk?
3: <sighs> I have so many to pick from, you know. Primarily the two of you. But I think this week, my jerk of the week is going to be Saswatch for killing those Mexican guys.
0: I, mm, well, <laughs> are we sure? We'll get to that, I suppose. Unless you want <laughs> yes, to talk so, about uh, it now.
3: I'm so, <laughs> I I don't care. I don't want to fuck up your segment. That's okay, let's, you I'll,
0: I'll, I'll mention it at the end so it segues into yours. So, right, uh, let's talk about we wa- what we watched recently. <laughs> As I mentioned, Alex couldn't come over this weekend So I was like, oh, I can go to the theater And I'll, you know, watch whatever classic movie they have They had 2001 A Space Odyssey at the Alamo Of course I'm going to that shit Oh, hell yeah Yeah, uh, man, talk about a movie that really belongs on the big screen Parker mentioned to me he's never actually seen it And might be for the best if you're saving it for your theater experience Because, boy, is it worth it
2: Yeah, I know myself I can't watch that at home
0: yeah, uh, I have a theory... I know
2: enough about the movie. I know what it entails. I will not be able to not look at my phone. Yeah. So 2001 A Space
0: Odyssey is largely open to interpretation, and it inspires a lot of uh, theories among film fans. My theory is that every single person who doesn't like this movie watched it on an 8-inch laptop. No, just like Godzilla. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're very similar movies. Uh, I, I loved it. I fucking love the music. I love the way it's shot. I, it looks incredible for 1968 the special effects and everything the story actually means something which is great and you could actually think about it uh Alex you said that it is uh simultaneously probably the greatest movie ever made and also very easily the most pretentious movie ever made and I'm inclined to yeah. agree <laughs>
3: yeah I, I, I'm like I'm pretty sure my thought process because I also had the same experience as you I got to see it in the theater I think mm-hmm. it was like the 50th anniversary or something a couple years ago, so they did right. like a limited run. Yeah, But yeah, I walked out, I was like, if you think that movie's brilliant, you're right. And if you think that movie is just like artsy-fartsy, pretentious trash, you are also right. Yeah. like y- You can sell me on this movie being both good and bad, and I could agree with you. And that's like an extremely high compliment to pay a movie because normally my opinions are pretty set in stone on that type of thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's that much there that you can make compelling arguments either way, like, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, I. the only reason I wouldn't call this the greatest movie ever made is that if this is the greatest movie ever made, then, like, all the other movies are so unlike this that there is no other good movie. And because it's so different from everything else in that it, it kind of feels like it belongs in an art museum amongst still photographs. Uh, I like what I got, I really do, but I'm probably not going to watch this on a television anytime soon. This is something that belongs as a theater experience. And one of the things I thought was kind of nice is uh, next to me, when I say next, there's social distancing, so a couple seats down. Uh, Father brought two of his young sons to watch this movie. I'm like, that's going to be a hell of an experience for them to talk about later on. So, uh, that was a good experience. I happen to like it, except for the Cruella DeVille trailer in front of the movie, which uh, (laughs) kind of took some of
2: the wind out of my sails. (laughs) Are you excited
0: for it? No. Uh, I'm glad that I watched, uh, Batman... Uh, I, I took the... Was it Shenron's Gambit? And I took the, uh, the Snyder Cut over Cruella Deville and a whole bunch of it other really movies. It really panned out in your favor, huh? Yeah, it did. I mean, until... Until that's just four other things you get assigned. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably true, yeah. There was also a, a trailer for a new Wes Anderson movie, so I'll be first in line for that. Um... Uh, what I will not be first in line to see ever again is *The Strangers*, a movie from two thousand eight. Parker, oh, you don't like that one? No, I, I can't get that. Into that. It's it uh kind of you're
2: not a big fan of a uh, really how would how do you say bummers? Oh yeah, yeah this is another one. <laughs> not really just, your like, cup of a real tea. Downer ending. <laughs> uh, the yeah. whole
0: movie's a bit of a downer, actually. I have to admit, I I kind of like the intro because you. You like the characters, uh, even though they don't seem to like each other very much. Uh, But they seem real, and you kind of hope that they get through things, but it did also feel like one of those cliche movies where the main characters are really, really stupid. Uh, There is no reason for anything to happen in this movie, and I'm sorry, I need a little bit of something here. Like, you've got to give me something to chew on. Uh, The
2: fact that literally it's just the fact that they were there is why it happens to them is not the kind of motivation you look for in movies. No, that's
0: it's absolutely not. And that's and another one is, I would
2: have told you, hey, okay. that's not for you.
0: Oh no well, okay, now hold on now. This nah, is you know. it's it's nowhere near as bad as like uh irreversible or uh is a human centipede or saw or, or the torture porn movies those are the ones where it's like a hard cut i don't want to see that this sort of thing i can endure it i just kind of went with oh that's stupid i disliked it i did like when dennis from always sunny in philadelphia gets his head blown up like a cassava melon that was nice
2: because <laughs> yeah i always forget he's in that and they're like wait a second and then his face just explodes yeah he's just in the movie you're just like what is he oh so that
0: was kind of uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, it was the only enjoyable thing. I'm pretty sure it's a remake of a French movie, but I'm not sure which one. And they were both ones that I watched.
2: It's called <laughs> Yeah, the that checks <laughs> I have it was, not seen it yet, though. Oh,
0: them. I didn't feel like it was a, a remake of them. I thought it was like a really, 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 really watered down version of Inside. Do you remember I, I talked about Inside? Oh, that I, was I a remember Inside
2: very vividly.
0: I liked Inside. Inside was really good. And them just did nothing for me. Uh, I, yeah, I believe this oh, is a Oh, I forgot you watched one. them. Oh, I could have
2: definitely told you to save your time then. Well, th- yeah, and in case you're wondering, yeah, of course there's a sequel. Hey, don't worry, what? man. You're
0: No, fine. Oh, you gotta be fucking okay. kidding you're me. You're fine. That Is wasn't it, on the man, list. Fine.
2: No, I hope it's not. not.
0: God, I hope damn that. it! Uh, <laughs> not yet. The one of the other ones I watched. Hang on, drink a beer here. Nineteen ninety-seven right Canadian movie called Cube. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Why
1: did you watch
0: Cube? <laughs> it was a the wish I loved Cube. Actually, Cube, oh, okay. that Cube, makes sense. Cube
2: was on four you lists, know. So, you know Speaking out. of a movie with a sequel and a prequel. Yeah,
0: that was like exactly the what I heard. It was like, in Cube Zero, they explained what happened. I'm just like, oh, good. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you want to know why they built it? No. Goodbye. <laughs> That's like, see, that's like, it's kind of like a difference between Strangers, where it's like, I need a little bit more, whereas with Cube, I'm like, I really don't need any more of this. Uh, Cube, who would build something like this? I don't
2: know, man. I don't actually. Illuminati? Who cares?
0: <laughs> uh, Cube, I at first I thought it was going to be another one of those extremely gory movies, because the opening, where the guy gets cut into pieces, I was like, oh, good, one of those. Uh, but they really front load the gore in this one, so I don't I don't actually know why they did that. <laughs> They just kind of do.
2: Hey, man, if you're renting a movie, you got to get them in quick in order of returning it that night. Yeah, that's, you get locked that's, in. that's
0: probably a good point. Uh, I, I guess I have to talk about the most important thing that comes to Cube is the acting, which is horrendous. Uh, Correct. I, it is some of the funniest bad acting I've ever seen in my life. This is easily worse than Tommy So Come on. I mean, Is was,
2: this the one where one of the dudes in the group is a special needs guy? Yeah, he,
0: uh, yeah, they literally call call him the retard at one point. So thanks for that. <laughs> All right. Um, wow, that's the most immersive fourth wall breaking I've <laughs> <movie>. seen. <laughs> and his only Got reason him. for being there—spoilers for the movie—is that he can factor large numbers very quickly. So he's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's mentally retarded but he's good at numbers that, yeah. therefore he solves the cube Yeah, uh, <laughs> don't uh,
3: know don't know whether to follow that with an accountant joke or a duditz joke <laughs> yes. duditz is the one that goes uh,
0: but every other character talks like this I don't know why we're in the cube I'm like okay why are you doing this fucking Jim Carrey impression here uh, oh he's also Canadian connection uh, so yeah Five, I guess, the whole five whole up. Yeah, five <laughs> to 23. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all stuck in this cube, and they have to crawl around. There's different colored cubes where bad things happen, and they don't want to die, and it's shitty, and it sucks, and I hate it. Um, it reminds me of that Japanese movie I think I mentioned called Haze, which is much shorter. It's only 50 minutes, and it's also better. And it also, it does the same thing where it doesn't really explain why it was made, uh, but Haze also, I don't know, Haze is just a better thing than Cube and i have to admit while i was watching it was like well this is one of the worst movies i've ever seen and then i heard that there was a cube 2 and a cube 0 and I was just like oh that's actually a 4 out of 10 that's you know, i've seen isn't, more worse. isn't there like like more than that i thought there were more there, there i don't know there might be cause this, yeah. <laughs> my experience with the cube
2: was like this is pretty cool and i paused it and was like oh there's still an hour left okay <laughs> never mind that would be a yeah, very they've... cool tales from the crypt episode not I... an hour and a half movie I'm
3: incapable of thinking about Cube without thinking of Miger shrieking about the dude spinning around on the Cube at the Lulix speed
0: up so that does a lot for me. It's like a solid two stars on the I added on. Uh, I mean, the only thing <laughs> about Cube that really bothers me is that it's, like, the most shameless rip-off of I Have No Mouth and I'm a Scream that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's so fucking obvious. Uh, right down to the ending, uh, which... I don't know, it just kind of bothers me. So hopefully I never have to see Cube Zero or Cube 2. Uh, yeah, hopefully a, not, buddy. After yeah, what I've assigned yes. uh, you guys, I assume that's going to be on there. Uh, you know, you could always make me watch Emma instead.
2: Yeah, I could, couldn't I? Well, or you could s- hey, you're a big fan of Rubik's Cubes in general, Chris. Yeah. This is right yeah, up Zemeckis your alley. Zemeckis
0: Cubes, actually. The, the, I'm but, sorry, but hey, hey, apologies. hey, for being nice here. It's 420, you guys need to get more it. Hurts. It's 420. Okay, so I got to admit... Not uh, anymore. Oh, yeah. So Alex didn't visit, so I had some time to myself. I'm like, well, when the when the cat is away, the mouse will watch a Polly Shore movie. And I put on <laughs> <laughs> I put on an extremely goofy movie. So, if you guys remember a goofy movie which this came is, out in like 1990
2: 1990- This is what you did with your day. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't watch that with her. <laughs> I, I, you, know. you had to wait until you had the house to yourself to light some candles,
0: and watch an rose petals goofy, on the bed goofy. for myself. Yeah, an extremely goofy what? <laughs> what happened?
2: <here?
0: laughs> okay, actually, you I do have a reason it. for this. I don't know if you'll believe me, but um, one of my coworkers, who uh, I won't mention oh, by fuck. name to uh, protect their identity, uh. I think we were talking about uh, Goofy or something, and uh, they said, uh, oh, you know, Goofy fucked that one teacher in a Goofy movie. And I was like, what? No, he didn't. I remember, 1995, a Goofy movie. It's, it's a pretty good movie. I happen to like it a little bit. You know, I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. And they were just like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of the sequel. I'm like, hmm? And they were just like, yeah, an extremely Goofy movie. So... Oh well, I mean, you know, when somebody tells you that, I hope
2: there's not a Cube Two or a Cube Three. Ooh, a Goofy movie too, House <laughs> <asked> to myself.
0: <laughs> I was like, let's uh, let's put Good on an asshole. extremely goofy movie. Well, unfortunately, they pretty much don't use any of the actors from the first movie, except Polly Shore, who surprisingly was available. Um, Weird. <laughs> uh, so. In the first movie, Max wants to go to a concert with a guy. Well, they don't do that anymore. Roxanne's not even in it. In this one, he's going to college. So, you know, college boy and everything. And he decides instead of doing his studies that he's going to join the X Games. It's the actual X games and the ESPN what? logo is fucking everywhere.
2: So it's
0: a lot of extreme skateboarding and shit like that.
2: Maybe I should
3: have cancelled all my plans on Sunday
0: to watch extremely goofy
2: movies. Storing Goofy as Van Wilder.
0: <laughs> so uh Goofy is kinda sad because he doesn't you know, Max isn't there anymore and he misses his son, and I guess that's understandable. I don't know. I'm not a dog. And he <laughs> goes back. <laughs>
2: the to... hate in your voice when you said that. <laughs> uh,
0: he goes to his job at the toy. Factory. You say that,
2: but I could just shake a fucking VHS and go, "Hey, boy! Hey, it's on the list. You want to watch it, fella? Hey, buddy! Hey, hey, hey come where, watch where, it. where? 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 Oh, make okay. Hey, it's okay. French in four hours. You'll hate it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: so goofy goes to his job at a toy factory i'd like to point out that that's also where peter griffin works don't say it and uh he's working at the toy factory don't say it does not narrow it down (laughs) when that's concerned uh he's working at the toy factory and he's distracted because he keeps thinking about his son you know how that happens anyway in typical goofy fashion he blows up the toy factory (laughs) and uh, for some reason loses his job and he goes to the unemployment office. This is all in a cartoon by the way. And uh, they're just like well you can't get a job without a college degree. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that's true. And uh, so he's like oh (laughs) he's like oh (laughs) I'm going back to school. Yeah (laughs) Yeah, he says Gorge I've got a great idea. I'll enroll at the exact same school as my son, and take the exact same classes. Now, God, that poor kid Goofy, cannot catch a break. Yeah, Goofy, by the way, has a little bit of uh, lore. I know you don't like lore in Mad Max, but there's Goofy lore. Goofy went to college for three years. For some reason, didn't complete that <laughs> senior year. I can only imagine how many bodies he left in his wake.
2: Mine has now jumped to Goofy and Max and how high, and my brain is short circuiting. Yeah,
0: he takes, (laughs) he takes the exact same classes as his son, who is uh, humiliated because Goofy gets more pussy than he does. That's not an exaggeration. That's actually true. Damn, Uh,
2: Max, you live
0: like this. (laughs) So they're in the the library studying. I don't know, everything, I guess. I think he takes like trigonometry and philosophy at the same time. They're just studying both of them. And Hug Goofy's just off. like, do the fun. and Max is just, I just <laughs> want a skateboard. <laughs> so Uh so Max is just like, oh, we'll have you get your library card and that will distract this this doesn't make sense as a setup. Anyway, Goofy notices that the librarian has a mood ring and it's from the 70s. He's like, Oh, I grew up in the 70s, and they're they're talking about, oh, we should totally like fuck each other. And I want to tell you, there's a lot more romance in this movie than I was anticipating, Uh, particularly between Goofy and the librarian. It just keeps on happening. But also the subject of one of my favorite uh, internet pictures of all time, PJ, the fat dog. (laughs) And uh, a character who is credited simply as Bray Girl. Um they go into a coffee shop, you know, college students, they love their coffee. There's a college, there's like a coffee shop. And there's like beat poetry and she wears like all black and has a beret and she does poetry and stuff like that. And Peter's just like, "Oh, I know the perfect way to get into her pants. I'll also recite poetry." And she falls for him. She seriously goes for it. And anyway, my favorite picture is when it says, "It's big boy season. Get you one." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could you imagine? You finally like get to leave home, go to college. You're just desperately trying to get a hand job, and then your fucking dad just kicks in the door. <laughs> hey, I took all your classes, son. Oh, God. Well, that was Let's my bunkmates.
0: My, my my school had an anti-gun policy. I don't know if my dad'd be allowed on campus.
2: <laughs> you're just like feeling up some random goth girl you've been hitting on for like three weeks your dad just kicks in the door I got you another Nazi bayonet son like the others the ones you keep in the trunk underneath your bed I just feel keep those vaccine givers away son
0: just you just see like the barrel of a rifle come between our heads as we're about to do the lady in the tramp kiss he says save some room for the holy spirit
2: <laughs> your dad just grimacing like George Liquor at a book that says women's <laughs> studies. Are they can study? <laughs> Too damn liberal. That's the problem. They can read and write? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think we killed him. It's finally Whoa. happening. Shit! I knew the red and simpy joke. Would, would serve him up. Uh, not to... Chris, Chris, go grab the Nazi bayonet to give yourself a tricky out of me. Get my little black book and my Nazi medallion. The, the George Liquor one. Fucking killed me. Too. I knew it. wouldn't. Just grimacing at a fucking. You can hear studies me. Book. Not to quote Hank Hill, but. I came very close to spitting out beer. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: Alright, so back on track. So Goofy also joins the X Games. Fuck, uh... <laughs> you know he doesn't. <laughs> he does. Uh, so That's there's a, this other group of like... I wouldn't call them jocks. They're just the preppy kids. They have their own uh, fraternity and stuff like that. There's like one guy who's in charge of them who's a prep. This guy has some teeth. I'm just going to describe him that way. And... Uh... <laughs> Everyone else in there is, like, a goon. They all belong on, like, motorcycles, not skateboards. Uh, Anyway, they've always won the X Games. Turns out they cheat by blowing up other people's skateboards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Angle of deflection? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, one
0: day... I don't know, Max is just trying to avoid Goofy because, you know, thing, And... (laughs) Goofy fucking stumbles out of whatever class he was in onto Max's skateboard. And because he's Goofy, he goes really high and does disco moves on the skateboard and lands it. And everyone's like, wow, you're so much cooler than Max, your failure son. And Max is like, Dad, please leave me alone. And he's like, oh, I just want to study something with you. Yeah, thanks, Dad, please. Go fuck the librarian some more. I'm busy. So the you know the fraternity is like, hey, Goofy. You can be on our team and compete against your idiot son, Max. He's like, sure! So, uh, he wins the X Games, uh, the first round by just fucking up, but they have, like, a rocket blaster on his skateboard. It makes him go fast and really high in the air, which, I guess, gets you a lot of points. So, um... Sure. I'll mean, play Tony Hawk, that checks out. Yeah, anyway, then they have a fight and there's this weird sixties montage, it's like it's kinda of trippy and stuff like that, and uh, Max never gets laid and the movie ends. So uh Yeah, that's what I did with my day off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and knowing that it's like probably like sixty five minutes. Like let me stretch out and really <laughs> let this wash over me on my day off
3: don't you just love the fact that we're not going into offices right now so like people can't be like hey Chris what'd you do this weekend
0: <laughs>
2: oh the usual
0: oh boy well if you listen I just you know at this point i just say well if you listen to the last episode of the podcast you're like oh you're still doing that so <laughs> actually you'd be surprised why do you keep saying that no actually you'd be surprised I, I went to a winery on Saturday uh, with uh, a friend's family and apparently a bunch of them listened to the podcast they're like hey who does the production and I was like Bigfoot Jesus! <laughs> You're like oh, wow, god. whoever running that through is, the last like five really episodes in my head. Oh god, I can never go
2: back. I have a feeling when oh, I the intro, like, oh, that's
0: always oh, talk about old movies again. Click, you know. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> fast forward to the good part. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, <I like laughs> the nice boy talks about the old black and white pictures, and then the other ones say racist things. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: all right, put that beer over here. Know something bad's gonna happen with that. Speaking of Bigfoot, we might as well get to it now, Let's skip over a couple animes and watch because they're not really that oh, interesting. Yeah. Can we please talk about Sasquatch and how Parker doesn't really appreciate yes. our big producer?
2: It's alright, somebody. I wanted I mean, to, right. Some... I Look, wanted to go home so badly when I
0: realized it was out today.
3: Look, somebody has to be the third most committed Squatcher on this podcast. (laughs) It's just a numbers game.
0: Yeah, Parker doesn't even have the hat. So, let me tell you about the basic premise of Sasquatch. (laughs) Some point, fall 1993, uh, three cannabis farm workers were killed and, like, mutilated in uh, California. And it is believed to have been a Squatch attack. So, this is a documentary in... uh, was it three, maybe four episodes, that follows uh, this investigative journalist who witnessed someone who said he was an eyewitness to it uh, describe it to the head pot farmer. Uh, And there are a lot of interviews with Squatchers, and uh, one of my favorite lines in there is... Sure are. One of my favorite lights is these two Squatch Watchers who are also life partners, and one saying to the other one, so uh, what's the difference between uh, your two Squatch police? So The guy's like, well, you believe that Squatch can teleport, and the other guy says, no, I don't. <laughs> Which is the most... <laughs> it's the most Michael Shannon <laughs> <The> g- <laughs> and Dime sound that I've ever heard. <laughs> dude, Dude, the the,
3: the catty gay Squatch watching couple was like, life goals.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I believe one that guy's Squatch... Like, yeah, I saw him, and
3: my partner here believes that he's an alien. Yeah, it's but, like, you know, my here that. believes that Squatch
0: is. Any- no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. <coughs> I believe that Squatch is human, and he's just he he's a being, and I'm just like, man, these guys fucking rule. Actually, um, uh, so the more this goes along, I don't want to give away too much, but at one point it is believed that what he said that Sasquatch did this. What he may have meant is that Bigfoot did this, as in an individual who was named Bigfoot Gary. Bigfoot Gary is notoriously Difficult to get a hold of And there are other people whose names are censored He refuses to use names And their voices are like changed They do like voice modulation stuff And uh, it is said that they are just trying to scare off The Mexicans
3: (laughs) Yeah that is a prominent point in this one Yeah at one point they said
0: Oh there's so many Mexicans around our pot farm. If only there's a way to scare them off. And at one point, they say, yeah, if only we had a chupacabra. And... <laughs> <laughs> you could just hear the light bulb go off. And is then it... at one point one Wait person says, uh, in, in Alex's uh, voice, guys, I have an even better idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and their
0: idea, I think the ultimate conclusion of this, and Alex is going to disagree with the conclusion of the film, is that... Uh, This was all a Scooby-Doo plot. This is all like, ah, I was just trying to scare away those dastardly Mexicans from my pot farm. So I mutilated three workers in cold blood and strung their guts all over the trees and uh, claimed it was Bigfoot. So here's the thing, Bigfoot definitely did that shit. Absolutely. (laughs) I have not seen it, but I know
2: the heart and the mind of a Squatch. Yeah.
3: No, it's it's actually it's actually pretty good. Like yeah. like there's there's aspect of there's aspects of like all the true crime documentaries that like I understand why people get obsessed with them even mm-hmm. if they're not for me. Mi- oh, excuse me. Jeez, oh my okay. god. <laughs> George Licker. <laughs> <laughs> like like but there is like a certain like element to the way that they're produced like I'm sure those aren't the original phone calls with the changed recordings and stuff. I'm sure those aren't original interviews. I don't care. It works. Well, they admitted. The whole whole structure of it works. Like, it's... It's like, if you take those shows that, like, they make for white girls that spend all their time on Netflix and made one for us. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) Oh, sick! This... You guys actually are pretty good at
2: this. So wow, question another question. show about John Wayne Gacy. Who cares? Oh, maybe they find Bigfoot this time. So I have to admit, <laughs> exactly uh, like I... if every month they're like, all right, here's a new miniseries about the Jersey Devil. Like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, I'll so just awesome. watch it all day.
0: You know what, uh, Alex? <laughs> I actually think that this is the best Bigfoot movie I've seen.
3: I mean, it's such a low bar to clear. Yeah, I know. I was going to say most of the ones <laughs> I've seen Street are not rough, very good.
0: Man. That includes that Leica Studios one. Just not very good. Anyway, uh, Parker, God, so I also watched a movie you may have heard of called Vampire Hunter D. Oh, my God. oh buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Now, Alex, have you seen Vampire <laughs> Hunter D? I sure have. It's Dude, been a long time. But... A fucking good movie. Okay, so this movie takes place in 1290. Wait, hold up. No, 12,090. And... Uh, <laughs> easy mistake to make. Uh... And there's this girl with the shortest skirt I've ever seen in my life, and she gets attacked by a vampire, and it's like, oh, she's gonna turn into a vampire, because that's what they do. And uh, she hires the services of a Dampier, that's half vampire, half man, you should look it up, it's in a book. Uh, And he just goes by the name D. We will get to what D stands for later on. And he's not... I will say I re- hey I will say uh, he's one of my favorite characters in all these animes that I've been seeing because he reminds me <laughs> so much of the original Solomon Kane series by Robert E Howard which was turned into a really shitty movie that I wouldn't even assign you guys because it sucks so much uh, anyway uh, Vampire Hunter D is really good because it's like despite having all that feeling of Solomon Kane which took place in like you know early 1900s this one has a robot horse. And uh, a a magic sword that also shoots lasers and like a whole bunch of other shit in there. I fucking love this movie, guys.
2: It's really good.
0: Uh, uh, like, can we also talk about? It, I love I how it. shitty it looks. <laughs> Sorry. I also watched it in the dub version, which I recommend everyone do because there's a lot of uh, like five percent effort Transylvania accents.
2: Oh yeah, there <laughs> are. dude <laughs>
0: One of my favorite tweets that I saw was just like, you go up to a bunch of girls and be like, damn, squad turned out. And they don't respond, so you leave. You come back wearing a cape and say in a Dracula voice, was that guy bothering you? (laughs) 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 Yes, Vampire Hunter D is quite a good movie. I can't wait to watch Bloodlust.
2: Buddy, as someone who watched it two days ago... You should be excited. Yeah, I'll get to it (laughs) it. Uh, real good. But
0: before I do that, I'd like to clear something up. I finished Megazone Twenty Three Part Two. I mentioned Part One in a previous episode, and uh, Parker, remember I mentioned Bahamut Six and see if that did anything for your body. (laughs) It did. (laughs) Well, Megazone absolutely remember Megazone Twenty Three Part Two is uh, slightly longer and has a completely different character design and animation than the first one. So you have to you try to figure out. Wait. Where's the main character? I'm looking for the guy with red hair. It's fine. It's kind of hard to do. Um, there's a lot of uh, basis on 1984. There's like a fake war with another country. And also a lot of basis on Phoenix Without Ashes, uh, the Star Lost. Um, Megazone 23 refers to a giant spacecraft that houses the inhabitants of Earth. That They had to leave Earth because Earth was, I don't know, overpopulated or polluted or something. Anyway, at some point, that ship's going to blow up. So they need to figure out a way to, I don't know, leave the spaceship or something like that. Anyway, within that spaceship, which is uh, just locked in the year 1985, it never progresses beyond that point, which, uh, yeah, I want to live there too. Basically, what the movie boils down to is the government, which has laser guns and giant mechs, are pitted against the motorcycle gangs, who are the good guys, who have laser guns and motorcycles. Now Parker, I know what you're thinking. Boy, this doesn't appeal to me at all. How could motorcycles ever stand against mechs? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Parker. The motorcycles also turn Save. into mechs. <laughs> <laughs> Downside is I didn't actually see any nudity in this one, so uh, my dick stayed soft the entire time. Well, it's That's probably
3: not Japanese
0: then. Yeah, exactly.
2: Boy. You want to talk about just daring that monkey's paw to grant your yeah, wish. that's
0: a good point. <laughs> Maybe if I had My watched this sub, I would have
2: had it. Oh, I sure hope there's more nudity in the next one. Oh, beans. Yeah, <laughs> it's everywhere. As it turns out, there is, in fact,
0: a Megazone 23 Part 3. So, uh... Yeah. yeah uh this one megazone 23 uh part two i think is somehow even better than the first one uh, it just has this grimy 1980s feel that future kick does despite the fact that future kick was filmed in the 90s so uh not as many Close spin off. kicks as future kick but uh about as many cyborgs
2: which is like two so it's good yeah
0: it's good yeah it's really good it's really good <laughs> it sounds uh, good alex what did you watch
1: Oh,
3: buckle in boys. <laughs> We're about to go on a journey. Now, uh, I've been thinking all week about how I wanted to split this up. Uh, and I think that the best way to do it is for me to talk about the movies that I watched of my own volition first, and then all of my assignments second. Okay. So <laughs> So you guys are familiar with the movie Scanners. Yeah. Like I Ooh. I don't need to explain to you guys what scanners is. Right, right, right. And then you guys, you guys, then of course are also familiar with the fact that there is a Scanners two and a
0: Scanners three. I'm familiar with that, but I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> Chris's blood just ran cold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> no let me one. tell you guys about Scanners four,
3: aka Scanner Cop. <laughs> no, what? oh my god! What?
2: I have looked at this cover like ten times and been <laughs> <No> like, <way.
3: laughs>
2: Someone will assign me this at one point. I'll just wait. Holy shit!
3: <laughs> so, a bit of backstory to this one. I was watching our good friend Forgotten VCR the other night and uh before he put on his tape he's like hey i was going through some new tapes i found and i gotta show you guys this advertisement that i found for another movie at the start of this new tape i got and it was like a fucking 90s vhs bumper for scanner cop and i immediately after watching it closed the stream went downloaded and watched scanner cop (laughs) because it was just such an appealingly stupid trailer now uh I'm sure you guys are wondering how they managed to make sequels to this, you know, Cronenbergian, like, dystopia hell world. Well, the answer is, they're just regular movies with psychics and head explosions. (laughs) So so this is, like, a pretty standard police procedural for most of the movie. And then our main character, who we know from the first scene, is a scanner that is taking medicine to, like, suppress his powers so he doesn't go insane. Mm -hmm. Like... The second act's, like, turn is, like, his adopted dad slash police chief guy is just like, hey, man, I need you to stop taking your medicine so we can find this serial killer that's preying on cops. Why is the serial killer preying on cops, you ask? Not revealed. However, he's absolutely Manchurian candidating random fucking people, so whenever they see, like, a police uniform or a badge, they just fly into a rage and do a murder. <laughs> we get one fucking scene after he's removed all of the uh um like the the uniformed officer from the street. It's like, "All right, well, this is the only way to beat this guy." So, obviously, the bad guy changes up tactics and makes it work on the badge. We get this fucking scene where this cop walks into his house, his poor wife is just getting dinner ready, and he's, you know, like Hey baby, you wanna pay attention to me? Blah 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 blah. And then she's like, No, dude, I'm just trying to cut up this lettuce, leave me alone. And he's like, Alright, well I guess then you're under arrest <laughs> And it switches to her perspective, where she sees him as a giant bug monster that she has to like repeatedly stab to death.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
3: It's like it's like a pretty standard police movie, like like nineties action y police movie for like the first two thirds of the runtime. And then the mind battles and head explosions start. (laughs) There is an incredible scene (laughs) where our lead character is sitting in the police office with a sketch artist who is trying to, like, draw up the bad guy on this computer. And the guy's getting frustrated. He goes, no, 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 let me do it. So you would think he would just, like, use his mind powers on the artist to make her draw correctly. Right. But what he actually does is places both of his hands on opposite sides of the computer and uses his
0: mind powers to draw the guy in the com- <laughs> Like, every movie you watch, somebody goes into the computer somehow.
3: <laughs> because it's a Scanners movie, you know, you're just edging for that head explosion the entire time. Yes. And you get one, and it's like sati- it's like a satisfying build-up where you have like this like 10-minute chase sequence where you know it's going to end in a head explosion for this, like bad guy's right-hand woman who was also like this weird fortune teller lady for basically no reason. Also tarot cards are placed on all the bodies after the murders, never explained. Don't worry about yes. it. It's a calling card.
0: Call. Yes.
2: So
3: then he gets to the he gets to the showdown with the bad guy and the bad guy's like, "Ah, but you can't use your powers on me because I have a metal plate in my head." <laughs> and of course, the solution for this is to him for him to go like super saiyan mind powers and blow the plate off the guy's head to make him blow up (laughs) oh man
0: what
3: what I'm saying is everyone should watch scanner cop like it's probably not episode worthy because like there's not that many quips you can do about the first like 70 minutes of the movie but like if you like shitty 90s action movies where everyone's overacting and also people's heads explode you can do a lot worse and also there's a scanner cop
2: too (gasps) you can't blow up my head man because I got (laughs) a plate in it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can't wait for video drum cop. That's gonna be so <laughs> <sick. laughs> Fuck yes.
3: <clears throat> so have have you guys ever heard of a movie called Saturn Three? Oh, no. <laughs> Can't
2: say that I have, but you have my interest. Yes.
3: Okay, so I'm gonna give you the setup to Saturn Three, okay. as we see as viewers. <laughs> so we start off. We get this big tracking shot. This movie came out in 1980, by the way, for context. Uh, We get this big, like, tracking shot of this huge ship in space. You know, it looks way worse than Star Wars, but don't worry about it. Um, We have this guy in a helmet and this other guy in a helmet, and they're, like, one of them's about to go on a mission, and then the the other guy, like, spaces the first guy so he can grab this canister to go on the mission himself. We don't know who these people are. This is literally, like, the the cold open of the movie. Like, he gets on there... He flies off to one of the moons of Saturn, where there is a research colony. So this guy lands, takes off his helmet. It is, of course, young Harvey Keitel, except <laughs> his voice is dubbed over the entire time by oh. somebody who sounds like they're on ketamine. Oh.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, you know, he's got to help this uh, this this research colony with, um you know, all the research they're doing. The two scientists at this colony... Of course, one male, one female, and of course they're in a relationship, because it's the 80s, are <laughs> prime Farah Fawcett and 65-year-old Kirk Douglas. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Parker, okay, does this remind you of another movie you may have watched? About it. <laughs> so, it. So, dubbed over Harvey Keitel, apparently failed out of like the science program because he's a psychopath, and was able to steal his spot on this... And we then find out that the canister he brought is just, like, a three-foot-tall three, feet, three foot tall cylinder of human brains, which he needs <laughs> to plug into the robot that he's building. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so we're, like, minute 20, and Harvey Keitel has built an eight-foot-tall robot with the tiniest head you could possibly imagine, and this fucking Plaxico Burris-ass robot is, like, running around <laughs> this extremely cool moon base. <laughs> so... Harvey Keitel's supposed to train the robot, right? He's supposed to, like, teach it how to be a robot. But it's going too slow, and he gets frustrated. So he jacks his own brain into the robot. But you see, Harvey Keitel is a psychopath. So this makes the robot also a psychopath. (laughs) And also, Harvey Keitel is, like, obsessed with Farrah Fawcett. So now the robot also desperately wants to fuck Farrah Fawcett. (laughs) This movie is insane. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize they were making movies this crazy this early. It's set, like, like the set of this movie is one of the five most gorgeous sets I've ever seen. It's just, like, think, like, James Bond Moonbase, but, like, not over cluttered with stuff. It's just, like, these three people running around, like, these tunnels on the moon, and there's a robot. And they have a little dog, and then the robot lasers the dog in half. For <laughs> some reason <coughs> okay. You get to see Kirk Douglas Fight Harvey Keitel while Kirk Douglas Is in the nude So yes. his ass cheeks 65 year old ass cheeks Just flapping everywhere <laughs> oh my God, This sounds <laughs> so good dude I don't know what I want. <laughs> How are all of these famous people In this space movie And I have never heard of it until right now And also it's this insane <laughs> Like, goddamn, dude. What a fucking journey Saturn 3
1: was.
2: Like, I'm sure 2001 is a much better space movie, but also, guess which one I'll be watching first.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I scrolled past this on Prime, and I saw the names, and I'm like, well, surely this is just some blockbuster that I've never heard of. And then I clicked on it, and it's this weird-ass movie that no one saw. And it's like, well... (laughs) I got to see what's here. <laughs> and it turns out it was a whole lot. Yeah. All right. What else we got here? Um, So I'm not going to talk much about the Warriors. It's a movie that everybody's seen. Yeah. But like, I hadn't seen it in a long time. And watching that fucking opening credit scene where all the gangs are like getting on the subway, like trying to explain to somebody just how incredibly pumped I get watching that scene is like trying to explain Streets One Twelve to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, but oh, <laughs> a good like I, I, I'm, I'm sure you've had that experience at least a once. <laughs> yeah, in night, yeah. Like somebody's I, like, "Hey, what are you watching?" It's like, "Okay, so this guy he plays video games really fast, and like he gets super into this run because you know he's." How do you explain that to somebody? Either you get it or you don't. Exactly. You have, to, have you to understand. Your
2: your chest, you know, the thrill of getting there on the perfect line. Yeah, or you don't.
3: But just, like, I, I, I fired this up at probably, like, 6 in the morning, something like that. It's, like, I know the sun is, like, about to peek up over the clouds, and I just see all of these stupid fucking gangs getting on the train, and I was, like, ready to run through a wall. Like, <laughs> the Warriors is so fucking good. <laughs> Hell, it's... fucking yeah, it is.
0: I actually got to see that the album. It's, like, one of the seminal experiences in Christry. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... It, what a film. Okay. What else did I watch
3: on my own volition this week? We talked about Sasquatch. Um, oh, so my uh, <laughs> my National Weed Day double feature Uh-oh. was uh, <laughs> you know I ran out of American Ninja movies. However. <laughs> Some have referred to Avenging Force as American Ninja 1.5 because it came out between American Ninjas 1 and 2 and also has the same director and same leads and same writer. Holy shit. <laughs> it keeps <happening. laughs> What the fuck? It's going to be 2025.
0: You're still going to be talking about American Ninja movies. Look... <laughs>
3: You know what you're in for with canon, so I'm not gonna belabor the point on Avenging Force. However, the bad guys in this movie are global elites who whenever they have a problem with somebody, they kidnap them and make them do like a mo- most dangerous game thing, where they all dress up and like one guy is like a samurai and one guy's wearing a gimp suit for some reason, don't worry about it. But they really lean into the global elites thing in this movie because our global elite leader in this movie does all of the following. Number one, says the N word repeatedly. Uh-oh. Number two, <laughs> sells a child into sex slavery. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wonder who the villain is. Man, what's good, yo? Uh...
2: <laughs>
3: oh, God. What's the. It's.
2: <laughs> it's
3: like a little bit too on the nose. Like like we we see like 10 minutes before the end of the movie, you know, when everybody except for the lead bad guy has gotten his comeuppance, we have him hosting a dinner party where he's talking about how Hitler actually had some pretty good ideas. It's like it's like, "All right, man, we get it. The global leads are bad." Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my script for American Ninja 2. You know what? Let's let's <laughs> sideline this for a different project. <laughs> This movie is streaming in
3: full on YouTube, so uh, if you're ever in a pinch and you need to watch something, Avenging Force, you could do worse. <laughs>
2: I like the idea of being in that scenario, like, fuck, I need to watch something. To
3: say. <laughs> like, we, ha- we can't torrent here. We don't have our computers. Like, what are we... Ooh, Avenging Force, okay. <laughs> you want to go
2: for a walk? No, shut up. <laughs> we have to find the Avenging Force, which is... Triple parentheses, global elite? Find out soon.
1: Yeah.
3: And then that ends, and I immediately started a movie from 2021 called Virus Shark. You
2: see... Oh, my God.
1: Tell me all
2: about
3: this. The Shvid One pandemic has spread across the globe after some sharks bit some people. And then those people turned into zombies. And then the (laughs) zombies bit other people. And they spread the shark virus across the globe. And our movie takes place... At an underground research facility that is very clearly just a high school. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the more I think about it, I can just visualize. I it. can't because I it's don't know if the zo- when the
0: zombies bite someone, do the people turn into sharks or zombies? They they turn into shark people in an
3: extremely low budget movie which means they're just people with like face makeup on Good. like this movie looks like it was made for about $500 which checks out but uh it's like the rare case where like somebody has like this shitty like borderline student film and just goes absolutely all in on the insanity of the plot like the whole thing takes place in this underground base so you're like okay cool this is just gonna be the setting for our whole movie nope one of the scientists gets ejected from the base and washes up on shore and has to deal with the the infected people that haven't turned yet because see when you turn you turn into these other people that are wearing alien masks and then the government comes and they save her and the end of the movie is like all right i'm here i got the vaccine i'm going on this submarine to like this place where the last 130 uninfected human survivors are well, I'm going to just jump to my death in the end. <laughs> just really leans into it. Really goes for That's it. That's good. Like, let me, let me be clear. Nobody should watch uh, Virus Shark because, like, nobody will get anything out of this unless you're just like, hey, let's watch an intentionally shitty movie with the boys or something. But also, like, having watched, like, a dozen Bigfoot movies with this exact budget, this was way more enjoyable than all of them. So, you know. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. All right, let's get hey, to man. what other good movies <laughs> did you watch this week? Uh, let's get to the assignments. Oh, I'm so ready. So Chris has been giving me shit for not being caught up on my assignments for a while now. Correct. And the entire time, there's been like a little voice in my brain that's like, "Ah, fuck off, man. It's not that many." And then I actually listened <laughs> to all of the old episodes and wrote them all down, and it turned out there were a lot of them. Maybe he had a point. we're alleviating that this week you see we're being productive so the first one of them that i decided to watch is a movie called the pacifier starring vin diesel that was assigned to me by did
0: i i think i bumper nuts that one to you
3: i think i had the bumper nuts but like it's it's all blur man (laughs) i've watched so many movies this week (laughs) so here's the thing about the pacifier I started this. I'm like, oh, this is gonna suck. Like, I'm mean, gonna hate it. There's gonna be so many jokes. And
0: then five minutes into the movie, they're playing a Smash Mouth song I've
3: never heard in my life before,
0: and I'm totally. <laughs> in. Oh, I just remembered. I'm pretty sure this was a Liars Hell, and I had already seen this in theaters.
3: No, I think Parker assigned it to. You. Oh, never <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Liars. Hell. No, no, oh I, I, no, Liars Hell assigned me without a paddle. Oh right, which yeah.
0: is better movie. Yeah,
3: yeah, you, yeah. Um, so here's the thing that you need to know about the pacifier. There's a scene where Vin Diesel fights ninjas. And then the following scene, the anthem by Good Charlotte plays. There is a scene where a duck bites a man in the penis. There is a subplot where Vin Diesel has to go to the principal's office because one of the kids he's babysitting has a Nazi armband. It's never brought up again. Is this movie actually good? What the fuck? This movie is an incoherent fucking mess of a kid's movie, but in all of the best ways. I had a great time. Like I was expecting to be miserable, and instead I got this movie where there was a three-minute Vin Diesel versus ninjas fight, and like sometimes that's all you need to just keep a movie going. So what Man. I'm saying
0: is, like,
2: do I want to do I watch the pacifier? <laughs> you might want to watch the pacifier. I'm pretty
0: sure there's a pacifier too, but it has uh, Larry the Cable Guy in it. So yes, you okay, do. Okay, let's.
3: I thought let's... that was the Tooth Fairy. Too. That's probably the same thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Anyway, after that, I watched a movie that Chris assigned me called Alpha and Omega. <laughs> about now, time. <laughs> I either started this movie before, or watched it in full and just blanked it, or something. Because, like, I had some recollection. I've, I might have even talked about it. Like, I might have been like, what do you want me to say about this? But, like, I was like, I thought about it, and I'm like, I I have no recollection. Mm-hmm. I'll just watch it again. Yeah, what could you go know? wrong? We'll, uh, make, make sure I have some actual takes, like dude, holy shit, this director wants me to fuck the wolves so badly. I don't understand. Why is it so poorly animated? Like, why does it look like this? This is like... Most of the time, I get assigned something on this podcast and, like, you know, I can grin and bear it. I'm not the kind of person who's just, like, gonna put a movie on in the background and play video games and just ignore it and say, yep, technically counts. I was in the room when it was on. I try to make sure I actually watch these things. <clears throat> every like 45 seconds I'm looking at my phone during this it is aggressively bad like even by kids movie standards like it's just the most generic fucking plot and shitty animation and the wolves just
0: all look so horny I, I just ugh. this is one of the ones where I understand I, I, I was seeing some movie and again it's like the field family thing where you have to go with your sister it has to be a PG movie and they showed this one before uh-huh. the movie and I was like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Kept that it in my back pocket for ten years.
3: Honestly unpleasant to look at. So thank you, Chris. You got it. You, d- you did, however, give me a better movie. Now, I'm not going to say too much about Drop Dead Gorgeous because everything I've already said was either A, said by Parker, like, two weeks mm-hmm. ago, or B, contains the word retard, right. so I know, know when to hold my tongue. It's a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, I am instead just going to say, yep, watched it, it was good. If you liked what Parker said about it two weeks ago, you'll enjoy it, and move on to the next movie I watched.
2: Dude, I cannot believe how many times they used the retard. Yeah, but th- <laughs> there's other good things He's about the that movie. Eternity. He's in the movie more than half of the women, part.
0: He might be in the movie more than He's Brittany
3: Murphy. Movie. He's in the movie as much as Elton John is in Kingsman Oh, Tons. I was hoping you wouldn't make that comparison. <laughs> So, uh, alright, buckle in for this. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh.
3: Um, so last week we found out that Kevin James is playing Sean Payton in a new Netflix movie. Yes, we did. And because of that, I thought all week about where I've gone wrong in life. Like, did I upset the manacore? Did I forget to do a manacore related assignment? Like, what's the deal here? And I listened back through all the episodes, and it turns out that I did, in fact, miss a Kevin James space. So I decided to take my lumps in in a way that would save all of us from future movies, like, whatever the fuck that is. So I watched a 2006 animated movie called Barnyard, where Kevin <laughs> James voices a, a male cow with others.
0: Dude, I saw this in theaters with my sister! <laughs> Dude, holy shit!
3: <laughs> like, this movie is also unsettling to look at, but watching it, like, almost immediately after watching Alpha and Omega... Like, made it a lot more palatable. Uh, so, the premise of this movie is that Kevin James is a cow whose dad is <laughs> Sam Elliott, who is also a cow, who runs the farm. He's the one that keeps everybody safe from the coyotes and stuff. But Kevin James just wants to, like, fuck around and uh, do, like, fun young people stuff right. and not take the responsibility of the farm seriously. Mm-hmm. But, of course, he gets a rude awakening. <laughs> When Sam Elliott cow is murdered by coyotes while singing
0: a Tom Petty song, <laughs> my God! I was laughing really hard in the theater when that happened. That was the only one. It is baffling. We ha- we have like while
3: this is going on, there's like a a concert at the barnyard because like the farmer went to sleep and they're having a party, so we get like this like fucking parade of musical animal artists <laughs> I am not exaggerating when I say there's like 25 fucking songs in this movie. It is just chock full of fucking songs. Let's talk about the rat. We get to uh, w- <laughs> I was about to talk about Biggie Cheese.
2: Don't. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> there is
3: of course a fat rapping rat named Biggie Cheese. <laughs> I thought was thought he was reckless. Parker, just so you know, I almost messaged you with Andre the regular sized earlier. So <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Biggie cheese. This this fucking movie. There is like, let me say the best thing about this movie first Big of all, cheese. like it has that frenetic kid movie pacing where you never hover on one thing for too long. Right. So like. Even though it sucks, the movie keeps moving, and like at the end of ninety minutes, you're like, "Oh, I thought that was gonna be like twenty minutes longer," yeah. which is a relief. The one exception to this is the extended cow tipping sequence. Oh
0: yeah, that now, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that.
3: Now, so so Kevin James takes over the farm after Sam Elliott gets murdered by coyotes, and he's just like, oh, "I don't want this responsibility. I'm gonna hang out with like these Italian mafia cows." don't worry about it they witness some fucking kids tip over a cow and then run away so they of course steal the neighbor lady's car and do like an extended drunk driving sequence where they drink a bunch of milk and then they go to the kid's house and they tip him out of his bed and laugh at him (laughs) (laughs) which just does not fit thematically or otherwise with the rest of the movie
0: but is kind of funny So, uh, a note about this movie. Do you know who directed it? No. Our good friend Steve Odekirk. So Steve Odekirk you might know for directing, I believe he did the first two, uh, Ace Ventura movies, and he created, uh, Jimmy Neutron, and he also did the Thumb movies, so. Well, I'm glad you brought
3: up Jimmy Neutron, because, you know, there's, like, the fucking role of, like, the the annoying ass little mouse character that would be played by Kevin Hart in 100% of movies if this were made today
1: yeah.
3: is just voiced by the guy that voiced Sheen on Jimmy Neutron <laughs> oh fuck
2: Yeah. oh I can't think about that
3: yeah yeah, it's a lot <laughs> so what I'm saying is I'm sorry Manticore <laughs> Barnyard was a fever dream <laughs> like there's, there's so much about Barnyard I'm not even bringing up <laughs> Like, there's a sassy black cow voiced by Wanda Sykes. Oh, fuck yeah. off.
2: That's Come comedy. That's good. <sighs> That's fun.
3: Yeah. Is, I mean, I'm not gonna assign this to somebody. But, like, Chris might assign this to Parker I've already to seen it, so. In theaters,
0: too.
2: Chris, is that scene with her and Barnyard the same as her scene in Clerks, too? Do they have a similar conversation about what the animals are wearing? You
0: know, maybe I should revisit it. Sounds
2: good. <laughs> Oh, it's certainly something I can't repeat yeah. on this show.
3: All right, moving on because we are nowhere Don't near down move- here. Moving I mean, on, okay. Shut up. So, so Parker had me watch The Last Witch Hunter, my second Vin oh, Diesel movie of the week. Hell yeah, here dude! Parker, do you want to explain
2: to me what the fuck
3: happened in this movie? Nope.
2: <laughs> Saw it once, hammered, drunk when it came out, and that is enough for me. I don't understand any of it.
3: As somebody that has played, like, a fair amount of D&D in my life, the coolest thing about D&D is, like, being able to forge this incredibly personal story with your character. And the least cool thing about D&D is hearing about other people's incredibly personal stories with their characters that have absolutely no meaning to you. And to find out this is just a movie about Vin Diesel's D&D character, like, yeah, man, that checks out. Because this is incomprehensible, and also, I don't care. But also, there's a scene where he's, like, at dinner with, I guess, some, like, old-ass witch or something and i think the witch insinuates that stalin and hitler were both witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were t- it
1: I just was remember,
3: we
2: put it on we it was a group of us we'd all been drinking and that opening scene with him just with a big full viking beard wielding a flaming sword we all just started pointing and yelling at the tv
3: there's that's all i remember you know we've watched a couple movies for this podcast where jason statham has hair and it's unsettling but reasonable Vin Diesel with hair which is just like uncomfortable. It's fucked up, yeah, fucked yeah. up. And you know, like like this movie's like it's like I think it had a pretty decent budget. Like I I feel about fucking sword and sorcery movies the same way that Parker feels about Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> so like, there's always some aspect of stuff like this is going to be a struggle for me. But then when the fucking credits roll and I hear a violin cover of Paint It Black <laughs> yeah, dude. it just immediately yeah, dude. went from that wasn't that bad to fuck this movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so soured on an experience by the, the fucking song on the credits, but here we are. God, that pissed me off. I was so angry. <laughs> Alright, so thanks to the uh, John Travolta space, I was assigned by myself the movie Battlefield Earth. Oh.
1: Now, I'm sorry.
3: some people have referred to Battlefield Earth as the worst movie ever made. And before I watched it, I looked at those people and went, you know, alright, cool, man, we get it, sensationalism, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And after watching it, those people are 100% right. This is absolutely the worst movie ever made. Because, like,. The thing you have to realize is the amount of money and love and care that went into this film. Compare it to something like, you know, the room. like no disrespect to the room, but the room is like a fake movie. The room is a movie that somebody shot for like, not that much money. Battlefield Earth cost almost a hundred million dollars, and every decision, every single decision, is just an unbelievably insane mistake like, I'm sure you guys are at least tangentially familiar with how bad this movie is. I've seen a lot of it. I haven't seen seen all
0: of it, but I've seen a lot of it.
3: The thing that people
0: bring up is the Dutch angle. Yeah, that's like literally every shot is a Dutch angle.
3: It is quite literally every shot is just fucking diagonal. There's just like there are so many scenes where I can't tell if they're supposed to have a message or are a complete joke. Like, I- I'm not sure if I'm supposed to laugh or think it's profound. I- I've i never been so stumped by what a movie wants me to think. Like, John Travolta's playing a big-headed alien the whole time. And I'm not exaggerating when I say the scene where he's like, Ah, oh, you think this? Well, actually, this is the truth. Ha 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 ha. Happens like seven times. John Travolta, like, by the way. John Travolta
0: thought that this was like going to be the greatest movie ever made. He was really convinced.
3: I believe he referred to it in a press junket as "Star Wars but better," which <laughs> that could be anything. Well, thanks. So. <laughs> like, I just like. There's this entire like there's two plots basically. You have like the humans who have been conquered by these evil aliens who are, of course, called the Cyclos
1: <laughs> yeah, It's
3: like Psycho with an L So the Cyclos control the planet. And John Travoltz is like in charge of them. But also there's like all of this weird alien politics stuff going on where it's and like the entire fucking thing is just John Travolta trying to get leverage on people so he can say, ha ha ha, I have leverage on you. He really does talk like, that was a really good impression,
0: Alex. That's actually how he talks in the entire movie. Yeah, that's almost as good as my Peter Griffin. It's a little bit better. (laughs)
1: Like.
2: Make Peter Griffin say man-animal. Please. Oh my god. He
3: says man-animal so many times. It's
0: so... uh, It's repetitive. And
3: And like... it's it is like you you just keep watching you're like well surely there has to be something good about this and there's just not it, there's nothing yeah honestly i can't, can't think, think of anything thing. to latch
0: onto with that movie
3: like they they did the whole thing where like you know they're observing the uh man animals <laughs> And like, and like the man animals catch a rat because like they, they're not getting proper nutrition and they get really excited so they're just like eating this raw rat and then we cut away John Travolta he's like oh yes of course their favorite delicatessen is raw rat I will use it to bribe them to do what I want it's like I'm aware there's like supposed to be a message there but I don't know
0: what it is Wait, whatever it is it's far stupider than you were anticipating
3: Dude, I was not prepared for how bad this movie is. But also, like, I was locked to the fucking TV. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude. I, do you think it could be an this episode? Is... We would either have too much to talk about or nothing to talk about. And I'm not sure which. Yeah. Like, I feel like in some level, like, as people that love movies and especially bad movies, like, this is, like, required viewing for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I don't know that it needs to be an episode, but, like, when one of you guys watches it, which I'm sure will happen, like, please weigh in. It, it, like, it it feels like covered ground. I don't know what more we could offer to the conversation because it's just oppressively bad, but also I had a blast, so.
2: Yeah, I'm just assuming I'll get assigned it at some point. Yeah. Let's... It's when I was like, why am I going to watch this on my own? Kind of like the Super Mario Brothers movie, like, I'm not going to give up this freebie. Someone <laughs> a good Someone point. Can make I, I will admit it. that uh,
0: Battlefield Earth is absolutely the, like, the nadir of what I don't want from science fiction.
3: Yeah, yeah, like, I was like, oh, cool, there's, like, aliens, and there's going to be, like, cool alien shit or whatever. Like, this won't be that bad. And you get, like, none of yeah. that. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just, like, primitive humans, like, yelling at things, and then... Alien politics. Like, no cool space shit. Like, no nothing. <laughs> I mean, I guess you get some cool space shit at the end. Even that's really it's stupid, superfluous. though. Superfluous. Yeah. God damn, dude. What a bad movie.
0: Speaking of bad movies, <laughs> Chris had me watch The Jazz Singer. The other version. <laughs> the Neil Diamond one. Even I haven't seen this one, so please tell me how it goes.
3: So, the thing is, like, all of the criticism about the 1920s. Seven? Yes. Version of the jazz singer? Twenty-seven yes, sounds yes, right. Yes. Whatever. I'm just gonna you go get it, with right. it. Um all of the criticism is like Ah oh, yeah, man, this is just, you know, like, it's got something to say, but it's like really dated, because you know, the guy does blackface and blah blah blah, whatever. So it's like, okay, cool, so they remade it, so surely they cut out all the blackface parts, right? <laughs> Literally ten minutes into the movie, Neil Diamond is doing blackface for no plot relevant reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it not is like, like, it's it's literally in there as like a hey guys, have you seen the old one? But also, it's Neil Diamond and blackface.
0: So, ba, ba, ba. like,
3: it
0: it attempts
3: <laughs> it attempts to keep you know like the the beats of the first movie, you know, in terms of like what it's supposed to be about, about you know like the the challenges of like choosing between stardom and like your culture and heritage. But in reality, this movie like is structured exactly like a porno, except all of the sex parts are just Neil Diamond concert footage. (laughs) The more I thought about
2: it, the worse it got. That was a slow trickle effect in my brain.
3: I I can't... It's like 40 minutes of Neil Diamond songs in this movie, and like... I guess if you like Neil Diamond that's really cool but like I don't have like a ton of attachment like I will say the the one thing to this movie's credit the one thing it does right is um <laughs> oh me. alright yeah. it's killing me. that was like a yeah anyway um so like we get like doofus Neil Diamond at the beginning of the movie you know pre and post blackface where he's just like this dude in like the synagogue singing and stuff it's like You're watching, it's like, I don't get it, what's the deal with this guy? Why do people like Neil Diamond? And then he gets up on stage and you see it immediately. Oh. And I will give the movie credit for that. It's like, oh, that's why people like Neil Diamond. Okay, I get it now. But also, like, this is, like, supposed to be a movie with a narrative structure. Like, I'm not just here to watch fucking Neil Diamond sing his songs. Actually. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) And, like, Okay, so the message of the first one. Like, the first one ends with, like, you know, uh, why am I blanking on the dude's name? Al Jolson. Yes. So Al Al Jolson's, like, about to have, like, his Broadway debut. It's about to be, like, the culmination of his dreams. And he finds out, like, his dad is sick. So he's like, no, I'm gonna leave it all behind and go be with my family. And, like, sing all of, like, the, the Jew songs that my dad was supposed to sing at, at the synagogue. Oh, I to call him that. And, like... <laughs> I, what else do you call... I, I don't know what you call, like... No. I don't know. I'll edit, I'll the edit in man. the real thing later, I'll
0: ask Josh. <laughs> Actually I'll ask anyone right. else. <laughs> You're gonna get a much worse answer. <laughs> That's true. I'll ask someone else. This Sorry, this movie,
3: you know, it follows the same like plot structural beats for a while. Like his dad disowns him because he's, you know, strayed too far from the church to like be into like being a famous performer and mm-hmm. stuff. And then at the end of the movie, he comes back and he shows his dad a picture of his grandson. He's like, hey, this is your grandson. See, look, he looks like mom. And then the dad, like, breaks down crying and they have a moment. It's like, ah, uh, yes, yes, this is this is my grandson. I acknowledge him. And then Neil Diamond sings about America and the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, maybe not the tonal consistency they were, they were looking for <laughs> with that, but, uh... It's it's not good and it's like two hours long, so uh thank you, Chris. Appreciate you it. it. Alright, so uh then I watch Corpse Bride with Chris which Chris also assigned uh-huh. me. Man, that's two movies, huh?
0: Yeah. That's
3: <laughs> uh there's one movie in the living world that is boring as shit and has just dumb Victorian England bullshit that made me think I was gonna be miserable for an hour and a yeah. half. And then they die and it owns. Yeah, like, pretty
0: much. It's I think it's supposed to be that kind way Kind of insane
3: Yeah but also like it's kind of insane to me that this is a movie Because there's like 30 minutes of it that I actually want to watch And the rest is just like superfluous Like yeah. Is that could've, it It really? could have just
0: been an episode of Beetlejuice
3: It really could have <laughs> Like, like I, I Like the songs are good I will give them credit I wish there were more songs Unlike some of the other movies I watched this yeah. week fucking barnyard where I had to hear rednecks three different
1: times. (laughs)
3: Bring
0: back rednecks, dude.
1: Alright, i
3: No, you're fine. Last and quite possibly least, I watched the live-action Lion King remake. Also, at Chris's request oh boy <laughs> oh man dude like that's actually a movie that i have nothing good to say about there is nothing there it looks worse it sounds worse it's longer for no reason you see there's like go ahead
0: sorry <laughs> yeah i was just saying it's like when Please i first watched up. it my only reaction is it literally does nothing better than the original movie and if you're not going to make it better In any way at all Then why make it at all I will say that the one thing that people I don't agree with them People seem to think that it does better than the original Are the characters of Timon and Pumbaa The talking meerkat and pig And uh, they like them because In this one it has Seth Roken Who's basically that wacky guy from the geeks (laughs) (laughs) Every time that comes up yes, Every time (laughs) Even if it doesn't make sense Like the way I just did it now Uh, Sorry, your takes Um, I wish I had more, buddy, (laughs) but I feel like that this is, like,
3: this is, I think, the only thing I watched this week where I felt like I actually wasted my time.
1: I... Like, like
3: like, being assigned this movie by you after knowing what you think about it honestly feels mean-spirited in a way that all of these other assignments haven't, because at least the other things I have things to talk about. This is just like, yeah, man, you burned up two hours of my finite life. Thanks, Uh buddy. Sorry. Appreciate it. Well... (laughs)
0: Now you know how I feel about Knock Knock. Uh, This one... uh, Who's there? You have to win all of these ones. (laughs) You always have to come out on top. It's Pavlovian, dude. What do you want I don't know why it took a second for it to register.
2: (laughs) The silence fucking killed me. It stopped dead in your tracks.
3: I knew it was coming, too, so that's the best part of it. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like I try to hide this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, man, congratulations on figuring out the mystery of my post.
0: <laughs> Parker, what did you watch?
3: Please, please just anything but the Lion yeah. King. I, I like literally don't want to talk about it. Like it just sucks. Totally
2: I will talk about two movies because we are already in hour twenty. No, man, I want go to as hard as you want. Let's, let's... Oh Thanks. I'm not gonna be able to watch much this week. These are gonna be kicked okay. over. So I want to focus on two things. Alex, uh, so you assigned me a film called Rent a Cop, which right? I did not remember. You assigned me. Oh, that was on the wheel, my friend! <laughs> well, well, I mean, if you think about it, I didn't assign it. You it's act- You're right. It's actually the game The Fates the themselves coordinate. So, uh. You blame Shenron for that, not me. When this movie opened, I was like, oh man, did he just assign me some fucking stupid ass 80s rom com with Burt Reynolds and Liza Minnelli? And then for five minutes, it looks like a real movie. And then joke's on me. You assigned me a bullshit rom-com with <laughs> Burt Reynolds and Liza Minnelli. <laughs> it sucks so fucking much. But it's also early 80s, so like, there's a couple of grisly murders. You're like, oh shit, James Rebar just fucking murdered that prostitute. And then it's like, oh, will they, won't they? It is two very different movies that should not mix ever... Because they're cute little like oh man, I don't know, how could a guy like me end up with a girl like you is going on while James Remar is just murdering prostitutes the hey, whole movie. Big week for James Remar <laughs> in this show. That sure is. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Burt Reynolds spends like eighty percent of this movie just retired from being a cop on his couch wearing a Bears jersey. Which <laughs> uh, I really yeah, can yeah, I, I believe that. And then there's just more flirting, and they can't stand each other, but they're helping each other, they don't like each other, but now they like each other, and it sucks ass, and it's, like, probably a one-star movie. And then at the very end, he shoves a grenade in James Remar's biker helmet, and it explodes. <laughs> so I'm, going two star- I'm going two stars. I'm going to be right, fair. Yeah. I have morals. I'm That's going two, two stars. Well, I'm glad there was something there for yeah. you. Because
3: that was a pure, uh, oh, who's in this? Who else is in this? All right, put it on Yeah, the wheel. pretty much.
2: Look. It looked like it could have been real, and then it wasn't. Man, I wish I got this. No, you don't. So, Chris, uh, 80s movie about ghosts in Boston, <laughs> but not the way you might think. Oh, no. So, when you assigned me Ghosts Can't Do It, I was vaguely familiar with uh, all the goings-on of this film. For the uninitiated... <laughs> This is a movie where an old fucking dude and his like 40 year old wife are married, and he has a heart attack. Oh, it even says right here in the summary their 30 year age difference. He has a heart attack, and the doctor's like. Hey man, you're old as fucking dirt and your ticker's going bad. Uh, you probably shouldn't ride horses anymore. Also, you can't bang anymore. And he's like, oh, fuck this! And just hangs himself. We, it, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait, Kills wait. I think you might be bearing the lead a little bit here. These lead actors here you're talking
0: about is, uh, Bo Derek and Anthony Quinn. Yeah, uh,
2: more on Bo Derek and her husband very Thank you. Just making sure that the people know. It'll really paint a picture for the movie I yes. described. So he he just fucking offs himself like 10 minutes into this movie. And then he starts talking to her as a ghost. And by talking to her, I mean it's just this old motherfucker staring off camera, being filmed through what appears to be a curtain, <laughs> talking to Bo Derek. And then we cut to Bo Derek just like on set, just staring up at a corner going, I can't believe you're gone, babe! For like 90 minutes. And they're like, oh man, I can't believe I blew my fucking brains out. And she's like, oh my god, like, you're a ghost, we can't fuck each other anymore. And he's like, hey, here's a crazy idea. Let's go murder a dude, and then I'll take over his body. And then we can bang each other this again. This is all portrayed in a very positive light. This is very major key. You so, might be asking yourself, so at any point in this movie, do they, like, learn to, like, process grief and move on and, like, he accepts that he's dead and moves on into the afterlife, and she like goes and finds another yeah. man. No, <laughs> none of the above. This movie different. ends with with a, like some dude like his late twenties, early thirties dying. This old motherfucker's soul leaps into that man's body, and then he fucks her so much that she can't move. <laughs> the end. So here's the thing about Bo Derek and her her hubby. Uh, he is also a creepy old man. He found Bo Derek just hanging out on the beach when she was 16. And he was like, hey, cool. You want to go to Germany and get married? Mm-hmm. So they did. <laughs> and uh, I had a long, beautiful life together just getting piped down by this old pedophile. <laughs> and then they made a movie where this woman who has only ever loved one gross old man finds him dead and is like, I cannot live without your old hard cock. We will kill this man. We will drown him in the fucking ocean and then you can be inside of him and then you can be inside me forever with your hot, young, old dick. That's the entire fucking movie, dude. One of the most wretched things I've ever seen in my Would you life.
0: you like to talk about the supporting actor?
2: Donald Trump is like not even close to being the worst performance in this movie. <laughs> I gave better speeches in fucking high school speech class where I shuffled my feet and stood at the floor than Bo Derek gives this whole fucking movie. Like, he doesn't even stick out. Like, if he hadn't won the fucking election, that would be an afterthought. Clearly, all that shit was added to the Wikipedia afterwards because, like, it's such. It's one scene of, like, yeah, he's bad, but also this movie has six people in it and they're all terrible. It is. Beyond wretched and gross, knowing that the director of this movie <laughs> is the guy that married Bo Derek when she was sixteen, I was like, "All right, babe, we're gonna make our passion project where this old man dies of a heart attack, and you just crave his old dick and balls so bad that you plot a murder." But you see, like it's okay because the guy's not innocent. The guy tries to take advantage of her, so it was like, "Ah, oh, he's a bad guy." So it's okay that he dies and then the old man takes over his corporeal form.
0: Do you think Bo Derrick and John Derrick wore eagle's gear at their wedding? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Just imagining, you know, them feeding each other cake, except it's a horse (laughs) shit. Bo Derek and her 5XL McNabb jersey.
2: (laughs) One of the most... Disgusting things I've ever seen. Because, like, in the context in the movie, like, she's like, I don't know, thirties, forties, like, she's an adult. But knowing that the director scooped her off a beach before she had her fucking learner's (laughs) permit is like, hell, there's no extradition here. Let's go get married, babe. Is haunting. Oh, uh, stay tuned for Caligula next week. Thanks to the. Thanks to the wheel. Thanks to playoffs. Thanks to football. Thanks to hey. Thanks cinema. Yeah. Big you could, fan you, of all uh, of the above. You caught up now, buddy? No, not no. close. <laughs> this
0: I'm
3: actually, yeah, you are pretty close. I'm yeah. sorry. But, Alex uh, was the one who had some yeah. overdue
0: assignments. I, I've got, I've
3: got seven Holy left.
0: Shit. Would,
3: you like <laughs> me to, would you like me to read them off? Well, that's, oh, I'd Absolutely.
2: love to hear this.
0: See if it uh, brings up any right. Gus
2: Can't Do It really put a damper I on my little so. marathon <laughs> I was doing. Because I watched those back-to-back and went, yeah, yeah I'm good. So.
0: <laughs> All right, Done for yeah. this week.
3: Alright, so I need to watch the following movies, followed by their runtimes. Because, of course, I put that on my Google
0: Yeah, box. that's probably important. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Fifth Estate, two hours and eight minutes. Zoolander 2, cool. an hour 41. Yeah, sounds like a Sorry, wheel. buddy. Southland Tales, 2.25. Oh, oh,
2: oh I regret that one. I'm so sorry.
3: Takers, an hour 47. Mm. Now, translator's note, Takers was a substitute for Timeline, which I was assigned to myself, but then realized I had already seen when I started Okay, it. Yeah. So <laughs> I now have to watch a different <laughs> Paul Walker. <laughs> <film>. <laughs> the Outpost, two hours and three minutes. I... Millennium Actress, an hour 27. Alright, there we that go. That's really a good cool. one. Yeah, and the "Tales from the Crypt" episode with Tim Curry, <laughs> which I did not write a timestamp. It's for. it's it like
0: that's probably like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's like forty. Day. Some you yeah. know. Parker, what do you have left? Do you have that? List I can't in the promise
3: room? that I get through all of this. Uh, this it's week a, but it's, it's in the other
2: room. Yeah. I could get up, but I, I don't no, want to do
3: I have been dying to talk about Future Kick for three. All months. right, let's
2: let's fucking
0: go. Okay, let's talk about Future Kick. You guys ever see, like, those videos (laughs) of, like, Alabama football and they're all in the weight room and, like, one of the linemen gets up to the squat rack and all the team gathers around him and he squats, like, 600 pounds and all the teammates are, like, patting him on the neck and cheering, whooping, and hollering, like, yeah, yeah, woo, woo. That was, like, me when I turned on the movie and I saw it was only 72 minutes. The exact same reaction. It's just like like the guy from Goodfellas, like, cheering and banging on the the shower wall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all just did a smothered haka to celebrate. <laughs> we got so amped up. I mean, the
2: whole crew got so hyped.
0: Oh, uh, it's our thing, man. So we should also talk about the opening credits because that's like one tenth of this movie. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wrong. starts off with Don the Dragon Wilson, and then his curriculum vitae of all the awards he's won. He was a. Uh, they could have just so, narrowed it down to greatest kickboxer of our time. Chris, is this your first
3: Don the Dragon Wilson movie that you knew was a Don the Dragon Wilson movie going in? Okay. Just making sure. I thought so. I'm aware that he's like ascending up to the Mount Rushmore of this podcast. He is. Yes, this is the first
0: time we've done an episode of one of his movies. He's up there with
2: his body of work is very impressive. He's up there with John
0: Leguizamo and uh
2: Okay, hang on. Benny
0: from the Mummy (laughs) And Benny from the (laughs) the Mummy. And that pedophile guy from uh Howard the Duck. Jeffrey Jones, yeah. thank you. Eat that pussy. Eat that pussy for <laughs> <life>. <laughs> It's a big Mount Rushmore, okay? We're just going with like the placement with all 50 p- presidents on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because you said the pedophile guy from Howard the Duck and I could have just said the yeah.
2: duck. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Eat That yeah. Pussy. is <laughs> <It's> Ferris Bueller's <laughs> principal right now, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> he wouldn't go outside. Okay, so... Uh,
2: Nine times! All right. So, the other name that's in the credits that
0: goes on here, which is also becoming part of our Mount Rushmore, uh, is Chris Penn. uh, Who, (laughs) this guy just keeps showing up in movies somehow. Um, We're going to get to Chris Penn in a little bit, but, you know what, when I get to it right now, it's just like, really, him? Was Alex just searching (laughs) on Amazon Prime for Chris Penn movies? Again? Dude... (laughs) the amount of fucking times I've been watching a movie,
3: and then Chris Penn shows up, and I'm supposed to believe he's some badass, is, like, the funniest thing in I the world. I know. He just... Like, what was... What was Hollywood on during this, like, this phase? He waddles so into like, frame, dude. Yo, we need a...
0: We need a big, strong badass in our movie. Yo, somebody call Chris Penn. So I want to talk about Chris Penn, and I think that the reason that he got into Hollywood is because of nepotism. So his parents were both actors, and his dad was actually a director. So I kind of thought, like, oh, you know, hey, our son is also an actor. Put him in there. And it is a way that you can sort of bypass the child sex ring that Hollywood usually makes kids go through in order to get into their movies. It's like, gee, thanks, Pop. It also says on his Wikipedia that he was a black belt in karate. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I don't yeah, believe I, that. For exactly. A second. So <laughs> was I. Whoopsie shit. Uh, that is like Leave some the... fucking college admission scandal I
3: shit. Could for not the 90s. ever fucking like, believe. Just claiming guess your what? kid is a black belt and
0: being like, ah, hey, guess no, what?
2: So was I. We also have the same body <laughs> yeah, shape. This dude
0: can't do a kick above his <laughs> knees, and you're telling me that this guy is a black belt in karate? All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, pull the other one. So the movie begins and right off the bat it feels like a sequel because they're talking and the basic structure of the storyline here is that uh, it's the year, I guess 1290, uh, uh, 12,090, Vampire Hunter D. And something like that is, like, the world is a desolate ruin, and all the rich elites have uh, sequestered themselves on the moon, where they play DVDs, <laughs> and uh, believe, and they uh, make believe that they're in this fantasy land. But down on Earth, they have invented these cyborgs. What are the cyborgs called, Alex?
3: Oh, my God. I don't remember what the cyborgs are called. I hate these
0: fucking cyberons, cyberons so They're much. all yeah, cyberons, yeah, yeah. and they hunt uh, the scum of the earth. But lately, the cyberons <laughs> have realized that the true villains are the elites, so they've been hunting down the elites, so the cyberons have been killed off by another elite squad. And I know what you're thinking. Kind of sounds like Blade Runner. It's not. It's not like Blade Runner. It's actually, like, really, a prequel to Cyber Ki- to Future Kick. I almost called it Cyber Kick. Holy... Different movie. Write it down. Uh... Dude, I desperately want this prequel to Future Kick called Present Kick. (laughs) I love that you're like, oh, this feels like
3: a sequel. While I sit here, like... Oh, you clearly haven't watched enough trashy 90s sci-fi yet, then.
0: I <laughs> This
3: is the opening to all okay, of these movies. Okay,
0: I'll debate you on that one. I don't think you know who you're talking to. I've seen so much Mystery Science Theater 3000, dude, and this feels just like Future War, okay? This is just like one of the movies that could have been on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Not just because of the absolutely abysmal cinematography... But also because of the minimalist score that they have in the entire thing. It just feels like half the orchestra didn't wake up to come to uh, the recording session that day. Dude, the score That's this a very movie.
2: generous description of the Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> the score of this movie fucking owns, dude.
0: It, it legit sounds like it was recorded in somebody's garage. I that love it. That still sounds better than the score to the firm. Anyway, uh... <laughs> so we see on Earth that it's like a whole bunch of back alleys. It's darkly lit. People have laser guns. Not very interesting. So we go to the Moon, and there's this guy with <laughs> a, there's this guy with a mustache, and he looks like he's on one of the sets from I don't know Battlestar Galaxative. and he's in, he's invented this fantasy uh, sphere that I guess you can go into it and you can sort of make believe that you live any sort of thing what we're saying is vr here all right just virtual reality it goes in there it's like oh you're making love to a beautiful woman who has a boob out and it's, oh you're f- buddy
3: buddy no 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 uh, roll it back we got to talk about the beginning of this which is of course like ah yes nature with a bear claw oh yeah tree. that's i was
0: going to say smash <laughs> cut to sex it's that's the way that i do it man you go out there you get the pine needles in your nose you're just like yeah <laughs> you're
3: just like it's like the the guy with like a bear video open on Twitter with Pornhub, in the exactly. Other that's is basically this. That's, one that's the see. thing. That's
0: he's fast forwarding through the video. You watch it on your phone. There's a little button that says fast forward 15 seconds. I wouldn't know. Other people have told me. So that's what he's doing. He's just next, next, next. All right, came next, and <laughs> then in his fantasy sphere, he gets. ...gutted and stabbed multiple times. Parker, you've seen multiple Hellraiser movies. Is this Pain and Pleasure Indivisible?
2: It's... You know, when you spend your lifetime just seeking... ...all of the desires of the the corporeal (laughs) world... ...these things happen. (laughs) You look inward... ...and then you just... ...imagine yourself sucking on a titty... ...and then getting gutted like a fish.
3: In any other movie... This is like a three minute scene where we experience, you know, all of the joys of what earth life used to be in this. It's like maybe 45 seconds. Like it's so quick. It's fucking snap your fingers and
0: you miss it. Like, yeah. So he he turns off, he turns (laughs) off his mecha sphere and uh, his wife comes in and it's like, oh, hi honey, how are you doing? And he says, I've just invented a fantasy sphere. I fucked a different you you we were in the we had sex and there was a condom. and she's just like oh whatever happened to books and i felt so seen <laughs> anyway then he has to go down to i almost turned it off right there <laughs> you know, like dumb. guys <laughs> it. i don't want to watch future parker uh, claire if if only i had read the uh
3: you know, the hardcover version of Ready Player Two. Not I felt a lot better. So, uh,
0: he has to go to Planet Earth for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, what was the reason? Is there, like, a drug deal or something going on?
3: investor meetings slash meeting the
0: organ harvester. Don't worry right, about it. Right, because that's how you make money, because organ harvesting is like a big <laughs> thing. There's actually, this is a weird thing. The movie, like I said, 72 minutes and again, the credits are about 10% of the movie. At one point, he walks by the screen that very briefly has like an advertisement, a woman saying, don't forget, the CDC recommends that you replace your organs every 45 years. And I was just like, wait. That was actually kind of subtle. I didn't know that that was going to become like a thing later on. So that's like the one point of subtlety in this movie.
3: <laughs> There's, that's the thing about this movie because like for a 72 minute movie, it has so much plot. Oh like, yeah. This is, you know, I, I was going to save this for a bit later, but I think I'll say it now. Um, this is maybe the only movie that I've ever seen that feels longer than it actually is in a good way like normally you say that it's like oh man that 90 minute movie felt like it was like an hour and a half or, or like two and a half mm-hmm. hours like and it, it it's like a negative in this it's like I feel like I watched a 100 minute movie in 70 minutes and then like you know looked at my watch when it
0: was over and it was like oh fuck yeah I have a free 30 minutes now thanks yeah. movie like it's a full movie this is you get put some more kicks experience in, there. in a shortened run time and you're yeah. like that doesn't happen often it really it doesn't
2: <laughs> So much in that mm. runtime, uh, and they really backload it with craziness. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, the guy goes to Planet Earth, the mustache guy goes to Planet Earth, and he gets killed. And his wife decides to go look for him. It turns out things are pretty tough on uh, Planet Earth, tougher than they are on the Moon. And have we? <laughs> Have we missed
3: out on the scene where uh, Don the Dragon Wilson's friend gets murdered by cops? Oh, we did. I guess
0: that's one of the most important scenes in the movie. I didn't even mention it. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we kind of need to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, let's mention that. So, Don the Dragon Wilson is uh, a kickboxing expert. I mean, a cyborg. And uh, his friend is also in the movie and is also a cyborg. Five. His friend gets gunned down by, I guess, the cops. Um, the cyborgs. They
3: are, okay, two things. One, they are the last two right, yes yeah. And Two oh, and they get gunned down by the police force that is referred to in a monologue as fascist. Yeah. So <laughs> this movie yeah. rules.
0: So that guy gets gunned down in cold blood, and uh, Don the Dragon Wilson has to escape, doing as many spin kicks on the way as possible, so no complaints here. So yeah. he does the so wife kicks, whose dude. name is
2: nothing. Did we Did we overstate how many kicks he does to you, or did you find our descriptions adequate? Y-
0: you guys may have sold a cut of short on spin kicks. Just do a better job (laughs) letting me know
2: about this. Like he does, all of these kicks. Like if I tried now to just get up, put on a trench coat, and do a spin kick, I would paralyze myself. Also
0: undersold me on something. He does it a
2: hundred times. With sunglasses on in the dark. He's a legend, you guys.
0: <laughs> you guys also undersold me on something else that happened. So the wife of that widow, that one guy, is going around looking for him. And they're like, oh, go to this bar, go to this bar, go to this bar. I'm like, you guys have 72 minutes. You Choose the bar that she has to go to. So she goes to whatever skin bar. They call it a skin bar and all the women are wearing clothes. Okay. Okay. And uh, she, I think <laughs> she or someone else observes two people playing a game. We love games on this. <laughs> and this game is called Laser Blade. Yes, we do. So, in order to play Laser Blade, it kind of reminds me of Liar's Hell. You kind of, and, uh, no, it's like Liar's Hell mixed with, uh, Crossfire. Remember those, uh, commercials? <laughs> you get caught up in that. Yeah, so then you have to, like, sit down this chair, you're <laughs> strapped into it like it's an electric chair, and then you have to use your mind <laughs> to, to blow up the other person's head. You guys it's, did not tell me literally. how many head explosions were in this movie. <laughs> Correct. That was by design. You I didn't did sucker you me into getting it, uh, man. It was worth it.
3: <laughs> fucking the fact that like these guys playing like laser ball pong is like a central plot point in this movie is so fucking good. It's multiple like, times. Like you see this, it's like you see this, it's like oh, that's a weird, weird like world building scene. Surely that's not going to come back again. <laughs> and then not only does it come back once but it comes back multiple times in a 72-minute movie.
2: Like, this movie's barely over an hour. You're like, she's just been walking and talking and not getting answers. Wait, what's Laser Blade? (laughs) And then my eyes just widen as I watch these two people sit in a chair and go, (gasps) and then one of their heads explodes. I could absolutely see us playing Laser Blade, but with,
0: like, a movie bed on the line. I can't
2: tell if we would be godlike at Laser Blade because of our smooth brains, or if we would just die the second they we turn just it turn on. it on ourselves.
0: <laughs> okay, we've been talking about Finally. Laser Blade too much. I can't believe I'm saying that. We need to get back to the spin. False we disagree. have to get back to the spin kicks. Spin Takes kicks. Two. Okay, so, so Don the Dragon Wilson so goes outside. And there are some bad guys. You know, a movie is like made for this show when one of the goons is named Roadkill. So, <laughs> oh,
2: fucking <it. laughs> I love that every action seems like, all right, where's this take place? All right, so get this. There's an alley, right? And it's dark out. And there's a bunch of trash cans on fire. <laughs> right, throw the goons at him,
3: <laughs> Dude, the on-fire trash cans are such an important component of the aesthetic that we Absolutely. aspire to in this podcast. That's why people If do I that. see a single trash can fire in a movie, yeah. I mean,
2: doesn't matter every single setting just looks like a ps1 always <laughs> i get so excited this
0: movie looks like shit dude it rules oh it's so good the voices whoever did the audio mixing for this shouldn't be mixing audio for movies or anything really because the volume was so fucking quiet all the time except for the head explosions which uh oh boy <laughs> anyway yeah Don the Dragon so Wilson good. spin kicks three people in a row and they never think to like duck
3: my my favorite thing in any of these movies is when like somebody gets like the head level kick and then like pulls their ankle back and does a second head level kick without like putting oh hell yeah. down like it's, just, it's, it's always the most impractical action in any fight And I'm here for it 100% of the time I
0: see him in the movie. Look, I can't be the only one to think that if Don the Dragon Wilson and the troops joined up to go join the MMA, that he (laughs) would have dominated UFC, all right? How can he
2: do so many
0: kicks so fast? <laughs> on one leg? <laughs> so uh, here's a problem with this movie, and it's a big glaring flaw with the movie: is that most of this movie seems to be about this woman who is not Don the Dragon Wilson, and she and she correct. does not do spin kicks probably could if she put
3: her mind to it. Well, her
0: mind is busy playing laser blade. So, uh, she goes to this (laughs) one uh, bar and she's looking for people and she's like, can I just get a glass of water? They're like, where are you supposed to find a glass of water? So it kind of reminds me of Parker's favorite movie Uh... Shut up! I wasn't... Oh, the voice? I was gonna say it kind of reminds me of Parker's favorite movie Tank Girl.
2: So... Is that better? No. <laughs> That's <think> actually worse.
0: <laughs> I prefer it if it was
2: just an insult on my uh, voice, not me liking Tank I Girl. Wasn't,
0: I wasn't even trying to do your voice there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry no bad. So it there's like this. You know, right? I wish yeah, you so had this one skis ball guy who's like, uh, "Hey, follow me. I have information on your dead husband." <laughs> and uh, this, we well, you know Dude, where we're watching going with this, this right? Watch- <laughs>
3: Watching this after watching John Travolta talk about leverage for two hours, like it,
0: it did a lot. Oh, uh, this me. guy that's how you said. No
2: information one. that'll lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> oh, do you? No, it's actually. Uh, I me. guess now it's your ribbon candy. So uh, he goes. <laughs> 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 he goes outside, talks to the main
3: Why does he sound like McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway,
0: actually, oh, I was really. doing a Zack Snyder impression there.
3: So, he goes outside to talk to the... I have no idea what Zack Snyder sounds like. Should uh, you should
0: watch the Justice League Snyder Cut in order to find out. Ah, so, uh, uh, never mind. <laughs> he actually, he goes outside to talk to the main bad guy. It's just like, you know, typically people pay me for my information. The guy's are like, huh, how quaint. And then he... he, 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 he I, th- I think he kicks the, the fire escape ladder and beheads this guy with it. <laughs> and I sat up straight in oh my bed going, Oh! <laughs>
3: This is the point, like, because this scene does not need to be in the movie. It offers nothing to the movie. This is, like, clearly one of those scenes where just, like, the prop guy was like, yo, I got this fake head, I think we can make it look pretty good. And so they put it in, and then we just see a dude get beheaded at, like, the minute 27 mark.
0: (laughs) We also talk about Chris Penn. First of all, Chris Penn shows up in this movie as a goon, which is, like, the role he invented... (laughs) And, uh, see, there was, there was some debate a, a few years ago about the word thug, and people were like, oh, it has a racist connotation. I'm like, look, when I think of the word thug, I think of Chris Penn,
2: alright? <laughs> Coming in in a tracksuit and a gold chain, ready to fight some cyberons. He's, he's like, unzipped about like,
0: to show off his minuscule chest hair. He's got the hair from, uh, fucking Michael Rappaport.
3: <laughs> it, it fucking owns that, like, the one thing this movie is missing is the scene where we explain that there's, like, a new run of cyborgs that Chris Penn is a part of, but instead it's just like, Hey, Don, the dragon Wilson is the last Cyberon, except for this guy who we built, who is on our side. And we're just never going to tell you about that. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's important to mention here. uh, Chris Penn plays, I think the world's first fat cyborg. (laughs)
2: <laughs> if you can create Like when I watched Dragon Ball Z They were like oh yes the perfect killing machines <laughs> The one that looks like Chris Penn And then Android 18 like, What the fuck This fucking stout 45 year old Italian From North Jersey The apex of combat. You know,
0: here's the thing. Everyone in this movie has a laser gun. Not a flaw. And they shoot him, and there's, like, green slime going everywhere because he has that instead of blood, (laughs) or I guess, oil. (laughs) Like they should literally... give him oil,
2: like, nah, check this shit out, it looks way cooler. It's like yeah, like... put it in the movie.
3: <laughs> it owns because it's like the first indication you get that he's actually like a cyborg of some sort. Like, they don't tell you. You're just like, oh, you <laughs> just... think this is just like Chris Penn, some guy. It's like, oh, oh, I guess he's a robot.
0: Okay, All right. I guess, <laughs> alright, cool. Actually, Moving I watched on. the trailer to this before, and so I knew that that was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, he's in here, and uh, they... Damn you figured it out You solved yeah. the mystery uh, So yeah Chris Chris Penn is in this And his his spin kicks again Do not even come above waist level His I don't know what they teach you In black belt karate But I guess it's just to punch with your shoulder The entire time
2: A lot of shoulder rolls and There's clinching. Like, one of my favorite
0: lines in this movie in fact in any movie is Chris Penn is talking about Don the Dragon Wilson the world's greatest kickboxer he says he's good almost as good as me (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I don't have eyes (laughs) motherfucker what are you talking about (laughs) And he's like, oh, we built you to be bigger, faster, and stronger than him. And Chris Benning goes, yeah, I know. He leads back, and you can just see his second and third chin wobbling in the motion. Well, one out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Good job, Moon dudes, nailed it. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, he has to chase down the girl, and at one point they're they're going down like this uh, the stairwell in, in a in an apartment, I guess. And he jumps kind of across the way, sort of diagonal cut her off, and they play it like it's this matrix motion that he does. <laughs> I was laughing real hard at that. I was like, oh, man, what a badass. <laughs> but Dawn the Dragon Wilson is here to save her and show her that not all cyborgs are bad. Huh. I said not all cyborgs are bad.
2: Have we gotten... Do you want
0: to talk about Chris Ben death? Have we gotten to the second laser blade Okay, let's scene? talk about the second. <laughs> Parker, tell me about the second laser blade scene.
2: <laughs> this might be just for you, Chris, but this dude that looks like Alpha Omega Sin just gets locked into the chair and his fucking head explodes because the robot plays with him. <laughs> the cyborg challenges him to a game of laser blade and then just stares at him as the guy's head bursts spectacularly. <laughs> I fucking... don't know how the game works! The cyborg doesn't have a brain? Does Is he?
3: Every Maybe part of situation. these scenes, up to and including whenever someone's head explodes and they cut to the thing on the wall that's flashing that says, like, winner gets $250,000. <laughs> Absolutely destroys me. It's It's so
0: fucking funny. They win less money than they were bidding on dinosaurs in Jurassic World (laughs) Two.
2: Alex, how many times have you seen Future King? Not enough. Only two somehow. (laughs) That's gonna change this week.
3: I, I might watch this like six times you this should... year. Future Kick is everything that I want in a movie.
2: This film is. Perfect. Like this random dude with a ponytail, like, hey, do you know where that disc is? <laughs> no, I'll never tell. Hey, let's play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it explodes. It's. Oh my god! Just the abrupt cut to a mannequin exploding like a watermelon, (laughs) dude. So all the
0: games we've seen and movies that we've watched, you know, between Liars Hell and whatever movie that was (laughs) with Eddie Furlong, this is the one that really wins the biscuit. (laughs) Laser blade? There are no blades in this.
2: What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Spoopy <laughs> is 72 minutes They fit in multiple head explosions And an obscene amount of titties Oh yeah, there are quite a number of titties Like,
3: like n- Is there a single, like, real Titty in this movie? Oh, uh, no I no. don't think there is no, 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 no. <laughs> Like, like, I, one thing that I've Like, realized as I've watched more, like, grimy Shitty, like, early 90s, late 80s We call movies, it the good just, like, I think it just said that you have to have fake tits On, like, the calling Yeah, book.
2: Like, And uh, guess what? Uh, 90s boob jobs, not great, as it turns out. They all look horrible. (laughs) Like, who could possibly enjoy this? Dude, I just remembered... I don't mean to go all the way back, but, like, (laughs) in the very beginning when he's watching the VR thing, and he's just mashing on her titties, and then (laughs) just jump cuts to a spaceship flying towards the moon. (laughs) It's the most insane whiplash I've ever had. I don't know. That did a lot for me, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man <laughs> Look we didn't even mention this dude's dumb fucking knife he uses The whole movie to kill people We didn't even mention the fact that there's a
0: serial killer <laughs> or did There's we? a
2: serial killer With what appears to be the sh- A shitty Blade Runner Freddy Krueger hand Whose goon is Chris
0: Yeah, Yeah, so what he does with this blade is he shoves it into people's sternums and extracts their hearts and liver to sell on the black market for organs. So, yes, this movie is a spiritual prequel to Repo the Genetic Opera.
2: <laughs> a lot of things have come full circle for us tonight here. Chris Penn? A fat Chris Penn. <laughs> no. Oh, don't pull that in my head, please. I'm begging
0: you. Oh, I have to work tomorrow. Please don't do that. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> a fact, Chris Penn is kind of addicted, uh, to, you know, the redundant. Pie. addicted to the pie. Oh, <laughs> it's happening. It's pie. happening. <laughs> it's oh happening. my god. Addicted to the pie. Oh, okay, no. we have to stop this. We have to talk about how Chris Penn dies.
2: So yeah. We have to talk about the climactic moon <laughs> battle between two cyborgs with Chris Chris Penn pines. gets. <laughs> gets absolutely
0: shit housed right into, I guess, an electric fence and he, he electrocutes like that woman in the Super Mario Brothers movie and you go, Arr! and then it's... his head explodes. <laughs> this
2: All is right. like how the Power Rangers would beat a fucking punty patrol. He just kicks him into a light switch and he explodes. His head just, just disintegrates. <laughs> and again... He's a robot, but <laughs> like, no man. We got another prop. You wanna, you wanna blow this bitch up or what, man? We ain't making future kick too, are we? Let's use it. Let's use what we got. <laughs> See,
0: that's the thing. Is like that robot still had like a visible human skeleton. I can tell because every single time it electrocuted itself, it lit up blue inside his body.
2: <laughs> oh, I got so excited, dude. That will always yeah, get me so from now until moving. the end of time. So. Someone getting electrocuted and just seeing their glowing blue skeleton is Look, always. I, guess a I gotta be
0: in Future Kick too. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we gotta talk about how they kill the main ba- bad guy of the movie, who just kind of reminds me. <laughs> oh, I, no, I, I don't even need to say it, but for the audience at home, I just want to emphasize <sighs> something. Watch Future Kick. This is a bit of a spoiler because it's the end of the movie watch future kick because it's so worth happening. If you want to turn this off and be like well you, you know he's right it's only 72 minutes go go do it come on it's more important than listening to this podcast well, not by much please subscribe. So they just, they're being chased by the bad guy who kind of reminds me of Bob Evil from uh, whatever that, uh, that MST movie is uh, and he's chasing after them and they're like oh no he's bad he's going to kill us so they're like Don, I think it's Don the Dragon. Wilson has a great idea. Hey, babe, I've got a great idea. Instead of spin kicking him and she panics, we'll go play laser blade. And she's like, I'm not gonna say no. So they get <laughs> they strap themselves into the laser blade <laughs> game. He's like, quick. Put it on! Strap yourself in! Get it ready for the laser plate pilot! And the guy jumps on the table, and they launch it up, and instead of exploding their brains,
2: it explodes his entire body. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone from off-frame just throws a bucket of fake blood on Don the Dragon Wilson's face. Oh my god, they throw a bunch of blood and bits on him. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh it's it's so good.
0: Oh,
2: man. It is so fucking funny. I was cry laughing at the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he explodes and, like, a serious movie doesn't cut to a reaction shot and then someone throws what's <laughs> so very obviously a bucket of blood on someone's face. That's a fucking Key and Peele <laughs> sketch, dude. Dude, I expected like, that from the end of Night Hunter, doing? okay?
0: <laughs> right after that, that oh, dummy oh hits the gun. Uh, splat. I have seen a Depot bucket full of blood and viscera. <laughs> just full of chum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to the twist ending here. Turns out it was, turns out, turns out it was all a dream, which I have to admit, I've never seen that in a movie before. That's like a great idea. You could like make an entire movie. It's just like, oh, there's all in this person's head. It's really cerebral. It's really original,
2: creative, and unique. Why would, why would anyone make this program? (laughs) It seems like a nightmare. Uh, Babe, I made this great VR game. Oh, it's like a sex simulator, except instead of sex, you watch me die and then try and solve my murder, and then a robot explodes. in (laughs) in this dream, I was cheating on you. In the dream, uh, there's another layer where I'm also in the dream, and I'm just... Oh my god, titties in each hand. It's insane, babe. You're gonna love it. I programmed it for you.
3: Just, just like, I've never seen, like, a twist that serves zero plot purpose. <laughs> like, it changes
0: nothing it changes about the, movie. About babe, the movie. babe, 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 <laughs> look at me. Okay, there's gonna be this other guy. His name is Don the Dragon Wilson. Keep looking at me. He can do spin kicks. No, no, you can't do spin kicks. He can do spin kicks. Where are you going? Hey, wait, come on.
2: Dinner? Tonight? <laughs> So show of hands Who else in the room was just lying awake in bed at night Imagining the kid from Serenity programming <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson To fuck his stepmom
0: <laughs> Oh shit Okay also Parker I know they didn't play uh, End of Heartache but this is one of the Hardest times I've ever laughed at the cut to credits Cause the guy's just like so what do you think Of my pleasure sphere credits roll <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard. So, uh, I was like, there's no
2: way. Did you last 30 seconds or not, babe? <laughs> <laughs> he literally developed a try not to come in five seconds game, <laughs> except it has a bunch of murder in it. <laughs> this guy is a menace and you needs to be sent back to Earth. Life. He stay is on the dead.
3: I don't want marriage, I only want spin kicks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey babe, what's up? Are you seriously playing laser blade all by yourself?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Local Cyberons in my area. I think I up here. They're chatting live now. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: Don't you hate getting catfished by Chris <laughs> Pitt in your VR sex game? <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs> regular sized cyborgs hate him. It <laughs> is one weird <mere> trick.
2: <laughs> yeah, want to see a uh, Brazzers video? It's pretty intense. There's a lot going oh, on. Jeez. Uh, yeah, like uh, my stepmom came over, and then this dude showed up in a trench coat, and he kicked the shit out <laughs> of people. And then I gave this homeless guy some info, and then he got decapitated. It was intense. Yeah, I came like four times. It's <laughs> <This is> crazy. <laughs>
0: Man, no wonder this guy likes the pleasure sphere more than books This dude should be
2: executed. <laughs> if I lived the, all that in my brain and someone's like, So what'd you think? I'm reporting him to the UN. He has to die. Oh,
0: that guy goes to the Hague. So
3: Yeah, you absolutely. know, you say that, but also I think my response would be
0: put me back in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you die playing laser blast, you die for (laughs) real. Oh my goodness! uh, Eddie Furlong would have loved this so much more than whatever he got.
2: Oh my! Like, what if she lost in the game? Would her head just explode in real life? I think
0: so because he got up after getting his heart and liver like cut out. He was like holding his chest. No, that was part of the dream, dude okay I guess I'll just go fuck myself then when does this movie start
2: <laughs> how far what if he just takes it off and she's just like 15 years old she just lived like three decades in the cyber world <laughs> Uh, There's so many possibilities.
0: Here's like a possibility: What if she like she dreamed that her husband was like a lot older than she was, and he died, so she had to put his soul into Don the, the Dragon Lord. Wilson's body?
2: <laughs> or we got to go to Bakersfield but and sh- find the world's but biggest. She scr- <laughs> <evil thing>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she screwed up, and she accidentally put him in Chris Ben's body instead. <laughs> No. And he's just saying, oh <laughs> "Man, what's good, y'all?" Uh, Chris Pen is I'm just saying said Reservoir Dogs cyborgs, and she's like trying to like, "Hey, we'll
3: yeah. always check okay. it out." All right, all right,
0: cyborg. okay. Fine. Let's <laughs> move on to the draft. we us talking
2: about the grains This is the part where the next four hours are just me talking about Crispin and yelling about Juan Castillo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, so uh... I need you guys to decide. Amongst yourselves, whether you guys want the first pick, the second pick, or the third pick,
2: I'll <sighs> go with the uh, number two. Fuck it, I'll yeah, take I'll first. Go Let's go. Let's do this. Parker Let's one, go. Chris two. I don't know any prospects. Let's go. Two. Chris I what'd took you take?
0: two.
3: Okay, so how this is gonna work is um, as we talked about <laughs> previously off mic you know, we mentioned one Walter Chaprinsky and his mill and kielbasa grades. Yeah. <laughs> so how this is going to work is, uh... Parker, you have the first pick, right? Mm-hmm. So you now have 1, 4, 7, 10, 13, continuing on forever. Chris, you have 2, 5, 8, blah, blah, blah. And I have 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. Oh. Continuing through the end of the draft. And how it's going to work <laughs> is, uh... Whenever one of your picks throughout the entire draft gets a mill and kielbasa grade, you can pick someone else to give you an assignment. Oh, fuck.
0: <sighs> Do you have this written oh, down man. somewhere so we can like keep track?
2: <clears throat> oh my god, if I see the Raiders propose a trade, I'm just gonna go <laughs> offline for like, three weeks. I can't take it, you guys. <laughs>
3: So I I will I will end up with like having you know a document with all of the Mill and grades and all That's that a good stuff. Idea. But like, as a rule of thumb, just divide your pick by uh by three, or, or divide whatever pick is in question by three, and however much remainder is there is going to tell you if it's one of yours yeah. or not.
0: So uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. It's just, this it might be know, good for like, uh, it might be easier for you, maybe, uh, and for anyone else who's following along, maybe for the Discord and for our fans, both of them. If we had like, a some sort of spreadsheet and it's like our names are colored in, it's like this grade, this grade, this grade, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, and then, uh oh, mail-in with like, uh, like Pepe emojis <laughs> on either side.
3: God. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Of yeah,
0: course.
3: Just an idea. Um, a- as I, uh, I did some preliminary research on last year's draft by clicking through all of his draft grades. Oh, I was going to do that. And there, were, <laughs> there were 16 Millen Kielbasa oh, grades. Shit. <laughs> on my face. Come on. Oh. And that, of course, applies to any non-letter grade on a move. You know, because... As we know, last year they were O'Brien grades until they became Bellatrix dogs. Oh, grades. right. So,
0: yeah. well, as we know what the man—he's he, sharp yeah, as a yeah, tack. This guy. The spirit of the guy. game, though, spirit in the spirit doesn't have after. to say explicitly "mill and kill grade." It's whatever his is meme of the year. Yeah, is. Of course. Yeah,
3: I just I needed to make sure nobody was going right, to try it yeah, out. Yeah,
0: we're not going to weasel out of it. I mean,
3: this, this is why I'm emptying the bag. Good log. idea. I mean, you know. <laughs>
2: I goddamn dude. <laughs> God I <laughs> I dude, I I watched the both of those movies like before noon and I was like I'm fucking tapping out. I cannot <laughs> do this today. I cannot take anymore right now. I cannot take Michael Rappaport in this mental state I'm in.
3: Not with that attitude. Yeah. But uh yeah, um so the draft, like we probably won't be talking about the draft on this show for 2 weeks, yeah. but I wanted people to know, on draft night, exactly what picks pertain to them. When you see a pick, and you're like, oh, that's bad. I wonder what Walt thinks. And then you wait ten minutes, and you go to the website, and you see the mill and kielbasa grade, and then you have to be like, well, maybe it's not one of mine. You open the calculator, you do the math, it's like, oh, that's two-thirds remainder. I guess that's one of mine. That sucks.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm going to get, like, four pings, and... (laughs) too simple.
0: <laughs> no, God. Fuck oh it, man, I am ready for this one, man. Just uh,
3: just so you guys know, last year he graded every single kicker, punter, and long snapper chosen before round seven <clears throat> as a Milan kielbasa.
0: So-
1: fuck me, <laughs> no,
3: no. Oh
0: jeez, what if they're good though? What? <laughs> yeah, what if they're Robert Aguayo? You fuck.
3: What if they're just in rural?
0: not okay, we can stop recording.
1: And
2: that's the tea, sis.